fellow Gunters out there and welcome to episode 169 of the F Reality Podcast. The podcast is all about things VR, AR and just a lot of fun if you're a nerd like me and these other guys. Uh, we have an awesome show planned out for all of you. We're going to be talking about the removal of Ripcoil and Marvel Powers Uniteds from the Oculus stores, Medal of Honor multiplayer, the new Varho or Varjo or whatever pronunciation you need to do with those kind of headsets. Uh, we're going to be talking about that and much, much more. But first, let me introduce you to these other guys on your screen and soon to be in your ears. If you're walking around in the Frisian landscape and all of a sudden you see a blonde flash zoom on by, you might wonder, was it a plane? Was it a bird? But no, more than likely it was Nathy. How are you doing? Yes, <laughs> I am doing fine. Thank you for the beautiful, beautiful introduction. It's, it's an honor. I think this is the best. No, this is in the top five, let's say. That <laughs> top five of introductions ever of this entire show. Because it, it feels like it feels like a decade already. This show, <laughs> like how how long has it been? What number is it even? Like you know, when every time I I make the event for this show, like I I, I just see a number, but I just type it. And I'm like, okay, let's go. I had to, I had to look uh, it up from the show as well. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like it's been uh, like two years, and I think after this month, it's like been like almost like three years. Yeah, 169 episodes. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And if you watch like the first few episodes or somewhere in the middle, like every time it's so random to watch it back or listen back because we're talking about stuff that is now or super obvious mm -hmm. <laughs> or something that still we are waiting for. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a nice great. way of like preserving history. Like VR history is like preserved. That's true. Yeah. You can go back yeah. and you'll be like, oh, that's what was going on back then. So that's kind of nice yeah. in a way. You know, yeah, those it's are like fun. a time it's capsule. Fun. It's really fun looking back, especially <laughs> yeah. seeing people in their various arrays of facial hair and yeah. tonality oh. and backgrounds. Oh, man. Especially if you go Watch as far back roll. as VR inside, then it gets a bit oh, crazy. Oh, yeah. I, that's when I was like in the, in the basement. Yeah, yeah was... where you're in the hallway. Yeah. The, where, where there was like, a, what was it again? The uh, subscriber button of 10 uh, 10 subscribers. Yeah, I was your, so proud of that. I was so proud of that. Like, uh, that that's, I still have that's it. how long it has been, you know, since we did this podcast. Yeah. Mike had 10 subscribers. That's true. Yeah. Although it, I, I still have it. I look at it right now, although I had to adapt it when I got 10,000 subscribers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You, Long you, time you ago. You have a lot of, uh, uh, you know, play buttons hang on your wall now because, uh, you know, if you have to make one every 10 subscribers, that's like yeah. a few play buttons a day. I could build a subscriber house. <laughs> <laughs> subscriber house. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it's amazing. And and, and I think like, I, I, I don't really get bored of this podcast because I, I think... Like when I joined or when when I wanted to do this podcast, I just wanted to talk about VR and do something next to it, you know, next mm. to my own channel and just kind of talk about just stuff, discuss the things and just kind of be open about it and just yeah. kind of go weld. Um, mm. Because with videos, it's always, uh, you know, you cut something out and you change something. But here it's like you set it and then you're screwed. And I had many times <laughs> where I said something I'm like, or I, I, I messed it up. I, I just completely... Like uh, uh, said something that didn't uh, make any sense. We've all um, been there. We've all done or, that. Or saying something where I'm like, but but it does feel good. Like when I when I say something first, I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I should have said that. But then later on, I, I do not regret it. So I don't really yeah. have many regrets in this show of, 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 you know, I'm just honest and uh, yeah. that's it. And it's I a think nice outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. So Indeed. Uh, pretty much all regrets. You managed to play any VR this week, Nathy? Um, or yeah, you just I, been riding around on your bike? Also, yeah, 
a lot. It's 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 very cold, um, but it, it's it's great to ride it. I now have like inbuilt speakers in inside my helmet, so I can listen <laughs> to music as well. Uh, it's nice and also a bit, you know, dangerous because uh, you know it's like ah, la 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 and singing, and then oh wait, there's a car coming. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, um, but um, I, I did play some Population One with with you, Rowdy, and and Zim, and we're soon gonna talk about this new event, this winter event. So uh, that's mm. where I'm gonna leave it. Nice, cool. nice. Next up, if he's not ruling the battlefield of Population One, or fixing their trailers for that matter, he is supposed to be working on this bloody podcast. <laughs> it's our resident tech guru, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. How you doing, dude? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm really good. I've had a nice week. Uh, it's been pretty chill, actually. So I've uh, just been spending some time with the dog and the family, which has been super nice. Getting ready for Very the winter nice. grind. Um, but uh, my highlight this week was uh, Pistol Whip, the new DLC, 2089. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I played it on Sunday uh, last week. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, if you don't know about it, it's a free update to the game. So everyone that's got Pistol Whip gets this update for free, which I think is amazing from cloudhead games i think they've delivered a really nice uh, update there and for it to be free as well i think is just awesome so hats off to it's those more guys of like a like a movie cinematic kind of thing now right yeah it's a, cinematic. a little bit different yeah definitely than the original one definitely definitely so basically you've got five new tracks um that are kind of strung together with a, a story it's, it's a pretty basic story but it's an awesome one especially if you like 80s movies like me you know like movies like the terminator or robocop uh, you'll definitely enjoy the, the kind of references they've put in the in this DLC of, from those mm. movies. Um, and each track kind of plays differently, which is nice as well. So it, the, the, the way the track plays goes in line with the story that they're trying to tell, uh, which is really nice. And you haven't seen that before in Pistol Whip, so I won't spoil anything. You should definitely go and experience it yourself. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it and I thought they did a great job with it. So I thought I would highlight that. Mm. So uh, yeah, Pistol Whip 2089. Uh, go get it for free. Uh, it's coming to PSVR later on, though, so you can get it now on Oculus and Steam, but not PSVR so just yet. How much what? content is it, Mike? Is it like um, is it like an hour or is it half an hour? Like about how half much an hour. Playtime is it? Yeah, yeah, about half an hour. But um, yeah, you know, it, it does ramp up in difficulty, so you need to be pretty good at uh, pistol whip anyway. You know, uh, if you can play it on sort of normal without any issues, then you should be good. Um, I can't mm-hmm. really play Pistol Whip on hard, but I still managed to get through this uh, DLC. I only died once, I think. So, um, But yeah, so as long as you're kind of familiar with the base game, you should be good with this. So nice. what was the other thing that Cloud had worked on again that Danny first didn't want to, you know, uh, throw out in the world? Uh, I think it's now uh, announced, right? Uh, I, I forgot what they were. Oh, you, you showed it on Twitter one. a little while. It's, the, it's like the business um, ah. kind of work together. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of environment. Didn't yeah. they call it Cloudhead something? I think it was oh. like, it's almost like a, an, a musician coming out with a same named album. I think that the tool was also called, it was called like Cloudhead Tool or something like that. Cloudhead Tool. I can't remember <laughs> no. what it was called. And I, I should go and check it out, really, because it sounded really interesting when he was teasing yeah. it to I, us I didn't anyway. know it was out already. I yeah, thought I didn't it, know it was, was out. I thought it was just teased. Then it was Maybe teased. Maybe it was yeah. just teased, yeah. We could also invite him again to talk about that. because He was I such a great really, guest. Uh, he was such a great oh, guest. He was a wonderful guest. Love him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I'm looking at if I can see it, if I can quickly see what the name of it was. The but Cloud I remember Head seeing Club. a screenshot. <laughs> what? Cloud had what? The Cloud had Social Club. <laughs> that's not what it's called. Maybe. That, that's not maybe how just it's just making stuff up. Now. It's, good, it's a good name. It's a good name. It's yeah. right straight from what it Grand is. Theft Auto. You've just been playing too much. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's it. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, 
Cloud well, had all their collaboration tool, but I don't think that's how it's called either. <laughs> no, Cloud, I, I, Cloud has laps all their okay. collaboration no, tool. No, we, we made fools out of ourselves, so we should, should invite him over. And, uh, <laughs> Who brought know? this up? Like, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Well, then, like, there's something. Yeah, let's talk about something well we done. all know nothing about. <laughs> we do we do we make up a lot of stuff as we go along not even like gonna these, lie what are these air ads even like people are, are listening on what did these air ads even try yeah to talk about? all right well anyway uh, last but not least if it's not him going crazy in vr it's his freaking dad it clearly runs in the family <laughs> for this guy he's got the mojo he's got the jive it's Simtok 5. Oh, nice <laughs> intro, dude. Nice intro. He's, he's fucking good at these. He's really good at these. Um, I love it. And it's funny because when it comes out of someone else's brain, like, I, I got to say, I haven't been in that seat before for host, like, trying to make that sweet, sweet poetry, that's not easy. That's not easy. That takes, out of everything you do in the show, those three intros, that's... It's the hardest with Nathy because nothing rhymes with it. Like, I had to, I had to use likely... With oh. Nathie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. Well, one day you're going to be a rap artist. We don't have a rap app yet for VR, do we? So uh, we'll have to get on that. Um, yeah, good week. Uh, you've heard my story. I don't know if Mike has. So I did watch the video, will, but please tell it again. I, w- I will tell it again. I loved just your daughter's me. reaction. Her face was just priceless. And well done for putting her in the thumbnail, by the way. She looked brilliant. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, so for those who don't know, uh, so... I've converted my dad to VR successfully. He's got a Quest 2, and he's bought, like, the pro straps and stuff like this, and it's crazy. So we, we decided we would play some uh, Racket NX, because my dad was a, <laughs> um, he's like a retired tennis player. Big into that, and racquetball. He used to, you know, win championships and stuff. He used to literally play tennis 28 days of the month. Like, that's how much tennis he would play. So much he was, like, screwing his knees up and stuff. Loves that stuff. Loves even the ping pong. So I actually started him off in VR. On the various ping pong apps and that was like that was great uh, and then we played racket nx which is like a 360 um you're in a dome area and you're hitting balls to energy it's quite a fast paced like full 360 game you don't want to be seated for it and so that's what i told my dad i said dad you don't want to sit down he's like i'm gonna sit down i'm like no nah, nah, get up get up get into a room um and then we're playing 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 and all of a sudden I, we hear a thwack in the middle of a co-op game that we're playing from one of the recent updates from one Hamza, the studio behind Racket NX. And he's like, he's like, oh, I hit it. I'm like, because he punched the, you know, fridge before when we were playing ping pong and that wasn't such a big deal. Um, and he's like, oh, there's blood on the floor. I'm like, uh-oh, oh, this, is, this, this isn't good. Um, and then he, and then like we got on video and he was showing me and he had this, like he, he, he'd hit, basically we have a conservatory, a sliding conservatory door in my parents' house and a large like metal beam and he'd whacked his finger into that and split he gashed open oh. his, his forefinger right open it was like an inch inch and a half long no. and it like like the, the kind where it's open enough when he said when he said to me he's like brad i'm probably gonna need stitches oh, and no. i was like shit dad and um the i gotta say the one hamza team were like good on your dad they, they're calling these the something something sacrifices the people who <laughs> bludgeon themselves in the middle of the game but he's certainly not the first and won't be the last so like gorn it's taken a toll uh he split that open and then i can tell you in the morning i got a very unhappy message from my mother uh because <laughs> yeah, my bet. dad's been VRing a bit too heavy but to be fair to him even after doing that and cleaning himself up and putting a, a one of those butterfly bandages on it to hold it together uh he VR'd for another hour so good on your dad. What a trooper. Uh, did, did he get stitches or, or no? Absolutely. It's legend. just a flesh uh, wound. 
Carry yeah, on. Like, <laughs> to be honest, I think I think he probably should have gotten stitches seeing the wound, but um, I think he's also the kind of guy who's like he's gonna mm. brush it off and just you know go with the bandage give and take this, the scar. Give this man some Oculus credits, man. <laughs> <laughs> what a laugh. So if any devs, skins. I was gonna say if any devs have a multiplayer game you want us to play and you want to key me up, go ahead. Thank you to the one Hamza guys because they had done that and I, I was just so happy. Like Racket and X is great. And the thing is, if you put a, a proper racket sport person in it, they're going to go full hog. And my dad loves his backhand, so he just went full flog. Finally, uh, finally <laughs> someone who understands what room skill is really all about. <laughs> exactly. So that is absolutely my highlight. Um, that and the fact that now he's convinced he needs a VR PC as well. So I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. My dad is one of those most like cynical anti-tech people. Yep. It, he's he's obviously fallen down the rabbit hole of VR. So it's so weird you I say that, that though, because like my dad's the same. Like he bought a Quest two recently because obviously I, I gifted I gifted my brother one, and then like he he wanted to jump in as well. And we've been using it to like you know catch up socially, which has been really nice. But I, mm. I asked him like what what else have you been playing? And then he said, oh yeah, I've been playing uh, in death. I really like it. I've like got to the first oh, boss, and I was like, what the heck? Like what is what is happening here? Like he's never been a gamer, never in his life. He's playing in death. It's insane. Yeah. That's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah give, you, cool. give your give your dad props cool. from Zim. That's yeah, amazing. Death is great. And they just did a 90 hertz update, which I've checked out. It is so slick Thanks. in Quest 2. So if you haven't tried in Death 90 hertz, you got to do it. But anyway, that was definitely my highlight. Uh, good on you, Dad. Props for continuing to VR. <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll make him a gamer eventually, maybe. Yeah. Great. Thanks for sharing that, Zim. Uh, what about the the chat? What have they been up to uh, this uh, this past week? Yeah. So we have newbie Gains, best name ever who played uh, Star Wars. Uh, I think he just said, I played Star Wars. I don't know what that means. I think I think he's talking about the new one, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tales of Galaxy's Edge. Uh, yeah, Galaxy. Like, it, it's weird. Like, I already forgot about the name for some reason. Like, uh, the whole Vader game's model. kind of forgettable. Uh, you know. Yeah, uh, that's that's uh, that's right. Um, he also played a, a Pop Once Winter Event and Saints and Sinners all on Quest 2. If nice. you would say this like two years ago, people would be like, what? Yeah. How is this possible? Um, then we have Rush Reality, who um, says that um, he has been uh, playing a lot of contractors, mm. and it actually, uh, um, you know, got him playing more than Population One this week. Well, um, and yeah. he actually prefers the Quest version to the PC version for some reason. Interesting. I can see why. Uh, I can see yeah. why. Yeah. Uh, why? Why? Because of cables, I, or I go into it later. Oh, okay. Okay. Keep it. Keep it. Keep you in suspense Ooh. for now. Yeah. Ooh. Stay okay. Uh, and then we have uh, Pete, who has been playing uh, Catan VR. Zen. anyone ever tried that? Yeah. Yeah, I have. On go? I, did, I, 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 I didn't go. understand yeah. the game, uh, but I also don't understand it in real life. So <laughs> that's a fact. That is that is one of the most difficult board games to understand. Like it's like, what am I doing? It's just. It, yeah. But once you get it. I played with some guy in fucking, he was like in Kazakhstan or something, oh. like in a military base. I'm like, hey, dude, where are you in the world? And he's like, Kazakhstan. He's like, I'm just in between, oh, I'm shipping out in like three hours. I'm like, Fuck. Wow. It was just, we won't be able to that. finish the game. Like, <laughs> we didn't finish the game. The guy got blown up. Playing, playing Catan from Area 52. Oh. Uh, and then uh, he also played Marvel Powers United before it shuts down. Uh, <laughs> a golf club VR. Uh, if you want to play a beautiful, beautiful golf, I, I just have to say it. I'm sorry. It's walkabout mini golf. What is golf art. club VR? Is that golf club that VR? Is uh, it, wait, did he is say that yeah, the more realistic? Isn't one? he? Isn't he talking about gun club? 
Gun club. He said, he, said golf, yeah. he said golf club VR. <laughs> golf club VR. Well, anyways, if golf club VR doesn't exist, and that's probably true, then go check out Walkabout Mini Golf. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then, then he also played, uh, or he bought Population One. I don't think he played it yet. And he has also been jumping into As Guys Wrath because it's wow. free. And again, th- there was also something going on with the name of As Guys Wrath. So I, I think we're right about that. You know, golf club here doesn't exist. Although it's, it's a good it, name. It's, it's good important name. to reiterate because I think pe- I'm still finding people who don't know that the original offering for Asgard's Wrath was only was not inclusive of people who were a day one purchaser for Quest Two. Mm-hmm. It now is inclusive. That's true. So go get your free game. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so according to the chat, Golf Club VR does exist. So we are just not golfers, basically. Uh, we Another thing we know nothing You're nothing already a walkabout mini golfer. <laughs> what yeah, platform true. is that on? Like, I know I, the I PSVR think, I think it's, one. Uh, yeah, I thought they were talking about the, the PlayStation VR one. Uh, no, it must but, be... Uh, yeah, what that's platform everybody's guys? golf. That's everybody's golf VR. It's too many uh, golf games. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Well, All right, that was it. Yeah. What about you then, Maddie? Yeah, me. I've actually uh, I've been playing some VR this week. I've uh, I've actually dove into uh, some more Population One with uh, a few of the fellows here on the podcast as well. But my highlight of the week was actually finishing uh, reading up on Ready Player Two. So I finished I finished oh. the book in wow. the past. I I, I I started reading it a couple of days ago, and I just uh, powered powered through it uh, just to get it done. Wow. Um, and I, I wanted to give my my impressions of it just uh, in general. Yeah. I think it's. Um, I think it's an okay book. Like, I, I think that the review was maybe a little bit too harsh uh, in regards to... I mean, I haven't read the first book, so that's maybe something I should note as well. So I've only seen the movie, uh, so I kind of know wait, what wait, is going what, on. What review are you referring to? Or are you just saying reviews in general are harsh? The review it? in general, but also the review that I highlighted uh, uh, last time. What okay. it said is basically like, it's a copy of the first book and it's not well written and this and that. Mm. Um, there, there are parts of it that I think are not well written. Uh, like for example the first about like 100 pages i think feel a little bit unnecessary uh, like not a lot happens there i think mm-hmm. uh, it's more like setting the scene which i know is important but since it's a, a follow-up on the book you kind of already know what is going on um, and then the, i did find the quest quite interesting yeah because you have this quest that he goes and just on like the first book mm-hmm. i find the quest find int- quite interesting but um i felt like it was rushed towards the end Mm-hmm. Um, so the first few quests there, the first few missions are very detailed, very, like, even to the extreme. Uh, but then it kind of goes into, because I feel like it needs to, like, uh, like he wanted to, like, finish it sooner or it had to be done out or whatever. But it feels like the, the, the especially the last three quests, they, they go, like, really quickly. There's also, like, some time inconsistencies throughout the book that I think are not correct, hmm. um, just in terms of setting. Uh, and and some of the descriptions are really weird, um, but I did enjoy my time with the book. Like I think that's still the most important thing. I found it a fairly interesting story. It's not the best book that I've written ever uh, by far, but it's a it's it's an interesting read, um, an interesting ending. I also think that is important. Uh, I think that the ending is also quite interesting. Not going to spoil it, of course. Uh, but uh, have you um, already managed to finish it, Mike? We're still doing the audio version. Yeah, right? I'm still kind of plodding through it, really. Like when I go out for a walk or something like that, I, I pop it on for like an hour. So I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. sort of taking my time with it. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a little bit of a 
a bit of a slow burn in the beginning, you know. Um, I, th I think you're, uh, of course, I read through it and I'm a, I'm a fairly fast reader, so I can like, I can skim through it. But of course, if you do in the audio version, that's yeah. probably the first eight hours or something and I'm like, and nothing mm. happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, How would you score yeah. it? Like on a, I always get stuck on scores, but like if out of 10, for example, like would you so far? I would say around the five. Okay. Around so the it's, five. It's kind of like. 10. It's, it's it's okay. It was worth your it's time. It's passable. But yeah, okay. it's passable. It, it probably doesn't doesn't live up to the first book. I would say, um, because the first book is new. This is not nothing here is really new. You know, mm. it, it's just like a continuation of the events. Um, there are some interesting, well, even even like the plot twists are very predictable. Like uh, if, if if anything like happens you kind of see it coming already a long way ahead of it mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so i don't i don't really find it that um it, special it would be interesting for you to go back and read the first book now i think and just see how you compare it mm -hmm. um, yeah like, sure um oh wait i, Rowdy, I, I you don't know if i'm gonna do that you didn't read the first book i didn't read the first book no oh, okay. i only read, read the second book watched the first movie and then I read the the, the, the second book mm. um it is i also have to say like it's not my style um of books that I kind of read. I, I do like the sci-fi genre, but I'm not into, I, I had the feeling that I missed out on a lot of the nostalgia. There is mm. this, this one thing also about like the Breakfast Club. I, I've never watched that, never seen that. Yeah, so that, yeah. it's like, just for me, I'm reading through that uh, about certain directors of certain movies. Mm -hmm. Didn't understand that. It's a part of Lord of the Rings in there. And I consider myself to be a Lord of the Rings fan. Didn't get any of, <laughs> any of that what was going on there. Um, so, uh, um, so really it's a book for the super nerds then. Super nerds. Uh, it's for the super uber nerds, nerds, I would say even. Yeah. It's like the, the step above that. Um, well, but I mean, it's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it's a bad book. It's, it's, it's okay. You know? Is, is it's, it maybe it, written to become a movie where it's more hinting to us? I have like, that hey, feeling. I have uh, that feeling. This needs to be a Hollywood blockbuster and let's make some more, uh, you know? Cause I had the, I had the feeling when I was reading it, I was like, oh, I wonder how that would look like on the movie screen. You know, ooh, I wonder how they would do that on a movie screen. And with other parts, I was like, yeah, I don't think they're going to include that into a movie. Uh, but I, I, I did feel I was reading more of a movie script than than like the, you know, than the... Than, and also, and the thing that just didn't make sense to me is like, you know, the, the year is like 2000, 2050 or something like that. I don't know the exact year anymore, but it's like in the future. But it's like time has stopped in like 1985 or 1995 or whatever. I, there's nothing else that happened after that, yeah. you know, and that kind of, I know that frustrated me to a certain extent. It's like, you know, so, so for the past 40 years, nobody has done anything that is remarkable to be, you know, mm -hmm. noted at least in the book. Uh, yeah. So that, but of course that's the style again. And I get that. I shouldn't, I shouldn't criticize that. Um, but that's just this personal opinion. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Chat seems to be uh, saying a lot of people are saying it's very middle of the road in terms of their yeah. impressions with it. And that it is gauged I, I to like an older audience as well. And that mm -hmm. if you are younger and you pick this book up, you're 20 years old or whatever, you're not going to necessarily get the references. It's also hard. Oh, to... no, you definitely won't. You definitely won't. Because I, I didn't even get that. I'm way older than that. Like... <laughs> right. it's, it's hard to top like uh, Ready Player One in that sense. I, th I think a lot of stuff that you watch or read, uh, it's hard to make it better after the first one. It's like super hard. Yeah. 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 All right, then uh, let's jump a little bit in the news. Um, first up, we have the Population One event. This is a new uh, event that is held for the winter season and it's called uh, 12 Days of Chaos. 
they have new in-game bonuses as well as uh, a winter themed setting and in this event you're uh, supposed to collect uh, snowflakes like sim uh, and boost points uh, and boost points to gain rewards <laughs> of course this also comes paired with some more holiday skins that you can purchase as well now i'm gonna i'm gonna hand it over directly to sim because he's had the most yeah. experience collecting these kind of snowflakes <laughs> throughout the event so you know take to it be away fair, to be fair i did say the word snowflake about about 170 times the last time we played so we yeah so it, it, it the winter event is really interesting because they they basically are baiting you on a hamster wheel um to go and run through this is different to the last time so now you get these points i forget what they call them but you're getting points every round it's a bit different than the hay bales in the last uh, expansion we got with like um calls what was that energy what cores. was that called not the energy cores not uh, the, the the subsequent update um oh the 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 the, the halloween ranking, update uh, basically is what i'm talking about oh. so <clears throat> yeah so in the halloween update you at the end of a match it would like rally up almost again like mike mentioned casino machines it would like ratchet up how many points you had at the end of the match it would tally it up you get some some points and then you you know you'd it would kind of push you up in the tiers and you'd see how many points you had against friends and all of that and so i like that i found that quite satisfying this one is a lot more grindy yeah um so this is this is the winter grind essentially, and you only have it's a limited time period. I think how many days is it, Rowdy? Do you know? Well, it's like twelve days. Twelve, 12 days, days of yeah, chaos. 12 days of, yeah, twelve days of Christmas basically, and so there's what like nine or eight days left, <clears throat> and you have this like this run for which you would need to be playing, I approximate about hour and a half to two hours of Pop One like every day to two days, like every second day you could play for maybe three hours and do the kind of hop skip jump. But yeah. if you want to get all the way to the end, which is this, as in our thumbnail, this lovely like Christmas jumper Roy skin um, and all the guns that run up to that point, you really are going to have to put probably six solid days out of the 12 into it, That's um, which which yeah. is it's heavy going, to be honest. And it's a lot to ask, especially in a week when we've got, you know, contractors and Solaris and all these other things that are demanding of an FPS player's yeah, time. It's, it's it's yeah, but it's for the kids. The kids love to grind. I, I get it, but I still like feel that. like I've always felt with achievements, like yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's annoying if you design your achievement system to be unsatisfactory. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like it's great if you have to work hard for something, but I felt like last time it was more balanced. This time it's like uh, it's, it's it's gonna be a slog. I, I, but they gonna... help it with one feature, which I like, which is the okay. fact that if you've got a friend in the game, so two out of three, mm. uh, you get a one point five x multiplier on your yeah, points. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah. if you get a third person, and you get a 2x multiplier. So that helps you out. And that's almost, in my opinion, mandatory. And then mm -hmm. the other thing that helps you out is these wonderful snowflakes. Now, the snowflakes are fucking everywhere. There's more snowflakes than bananas in the game now. Um, there's literally <laughs> snowflakes all over the fucking shop. And they say seem to spawn in the same in. spot. I dare you say it one more time. <laughs> oh, Rowdy. Oh, Rowdy. I will. But I'll wait in the cold, cold cabin. <laughs> And then one time when you're not expecting it, you'll hear it, <laughs> and it'll just creep up your spine. But yeah, so far it was fun. It was fun playing with the boys. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just gonna say it. This event, the snowflake part, as you said, the XP thing. I think it's great. I think a lot of games use that. It's amazing, very smart. Because then you want, like, you invite your friends even more to come play because you're like, I need to be in a squad. Um, and it also kind of attracts more people to really start socializing, so you get more team-based, you know, rounds. Um, but the snowflakes part, I find this event so annoying because it yeah. kills the gameplay. It's because, okay, if I play with you guys, it would be like, listen, let's just play the game, okay? Let's just 
have fun, done. Because the, as you said, the snowflakes are freaking everywhere that you're just following this trail and you're like, oh, there's another one, here's another one, blah, 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 blah. So yeah. there's so many that it's more about the snowflakes than really playing the actual it game. It is interruptive. It's uh, actually like like the power so, cores when they were damaging the game. I agree with you. It, yeah. So it's almost like you have to tell your friends, listen, let's just play the game. And if you want to collect them, do it another time. But let's just kind of, you know, get to the point where we want to win. Mm-hmm. Well, now, just like the energy core thing, it's like some people are just, oh, let's just, if I if I can at least pick up 20 and I die, fine. Then I just start a new match. So if you're, if you're with strangers... It's even worse because mm. now you have people who are just hunting for that stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, you I've seen play. that. I um, play a lot with strangers, and they, they tend to go off in different directions. The other thing I was going to say is that I forgot to mention there's a daily cap of 1,500. It's either 15,000 yeah, or 1,500 right. points. Yeah, you're right. And and so the thing, the, the thing design-wise that I wish they would have done, so like the cores, which was also damaging the core gameplay, um, here, mm. I, I wish it was more achievable. Like, it shouldn't take me an hour and a half of chewing through snowflakes and wins at, for a pretty capable team yeah. to, uh, to to hit my daily limit. Like, they should have brought that bar down so, mm. like, in half an hour, I can clear my tasks and then we can go back to playing the game normally. I yeah. still think it would be far better for the game if they would say something. They would lower the standards for, like, you know, getting to the, through the tires or getting through the, through the rewards. Yeah. Uh, but you only get the reward if you, A, win the game or B, end second. I think something like that would be far... Because then if, if you just go in the game to collect snowflakes and you don't win, you still don't get it. Yeah, well, it's, it's just it's grinding. Yeah, what Not you're true. saying is you're just rewarding everybody without... Yeah, actually exactly. earning it. Yeah, but well, it, it, you could just see, and that's what I've seen so far, is that they have more priority towards uh, letting people stay in the game. But it's not about necessarily that the gameplay then needs to be good, and it's more about okay, get the snowflakes, get more skins, buy more, you know, the, uh, the, outfits. The, the theory behind uh, that is, of course, else. if you don't like it, just buy the skins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, that's like that's this. that's kind of like the trick. Yeah, no, you're right. Oh, yeah, that that is the trick, and and for now. It's, it's still fine because they're not kind of forcing you to the limit, but there will be a moment, uh, and I'm going to call it right now, and it's going to happen, uh, is that they will have season rankings. It's like a season pass you buy, and then you can get more rewards. It's like when I play Rocket League, I can level up like everyone else, but I don't, like every level, I don't get necessarily a reward. Or when I do get one, it's not very special, but if you pay mm-hmm. for the season pass... Then you get something every time. You also get XP boosters to level even faster, and they but keep this you is, hooked that way. This is one of the reasons why I, I don't know. People were calling me out in the chat back then or in the, in the comments that you know it's just microtransactions. You know, it's not damaging the core game. But the entire concept of a microtransactions, even if they are free like these are, and you can just grind through it, they often damage core gameplay. And I think that this is showing it again. Like you know, like if you introduce these kind of concepts into the mm-hmm. game. A certain player base or a certain amount of people will only care about that kind of stuff because it's rewarding. It's it's mm. it's a, it's a form of of gambling. It's a form of, uh, of 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 you know like it 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 doesn't contribute to the actual game. And I think that is not a good thing to do. That but the reward kind of loop game. for the player isn't what I'm concerned about. It's the reward loop for the developer who introduces this into their game mm. and the amount of cash they're going to be making off of this. I can tell you even from the people I bumped into. They are ching ching chinging it right now yeah, on those yeah, skins. Yeah, already, yeah. already, yeah, people are are throwing loads of money into this, yeah. and and they're not. Get, you, it's very very difficult once you enter into that spiral to ignore the money line. Mm. Yeah, especially that, the bigger I mean. you get, it, it will damage the core gameplay because this will this will get prioritized from now on 
yep. for instead of like improving the actual game, instead of but, yeah. providing a new map. It's skin first yeah. and a new map. Which is why like we should continue weapon. to take hats off for the 2089 update to Pistol Whip, right? Oh yeah. Free sure. content sure. update. Good job, Lance. I do, I, do yeah. th I do admire what they're doing though, because they are doing something pretty yeah. unique in the VR space. And I think, you know, the, the the amount of like events already that we've seen in the game has only been out what like a couple of months like is pretty incredible really and for me you know like the game is yeah. super addictive and i do keep playing it it's the one game that i keep mm -hmm. going back to not only because mm -hmm. the gameplay is fun though because it's also serving as my social hub right now like this is how i catch up with my brother this is how i catch up with my friend we play some pop one together the snowflakes aren't really bothering me that much it's more the server issues that are b bothering me right yeah. now um just recently i don't know what it is but like i haven't been able yeah. to get into any of the eu servers like anymore yeah. um i'm consistently getting like between 100 and 200 rough. millisecond ping which you know is not necessarily bad but like in a competitive game that is pretty bad um, you notice it. Yeah, you you definitely notice it. And it, it's like, it's the difference of a win or lose when you get into that crunch situation and you see yeah. another player and they see you. If they're going to mm. be in the US, like getting like 30, 40 millisecond ping, it's that split second that's going to get them the, the, the drop on you that mm. is frustrating as a competitive player. So I think that bothers me more than anything else. And I think I wish they just... At the beginning of the game, when it boots up, you get to choose your region. I think that would be smarter. So like, okay, I'm in the EU. I want to play on EU servers. I don't want to play with any US people. That's how I want to play. That would make the game even more enjoyable for me with like yeah. all this event stuff, you know, aside. Well, we just got an update. To... YouTube has just said that our US followers are dropping off. They're dropping off the cliff. Oh God, <laughs> Mike, take it back. Take it back. Now for, yeah. for me, for me, this like this, this update and the, the more they, they try hard with skins and with like XP loops or point loops, the less uh, I'm interested in playing it. Um, and, and, and of course it's also a generation gap because uh, uh, youngsters who now, you know, grow up with video games, it's standard, it's normal. It's just, you know, mandatory to even buy a skin because otherwise you're not cool enough on, on the, you know, at school. <laughs> but um yeah for me it's like I, I just want like the the more bells and whistles funny um they add the you know the the yeah it's just not my my jam but i did find a new spot to play this game in uh, and it is the kitchen i'm not playing it in the kitchen so i can constantly open my fridge and uh, it's like the best place ever so i'm now when i play population one it's in my kitchen so you can snack That's ladies. in between rounds yeah yeah snack just, all the time yeah. just take a look at nathy's lovely face right it's going to get a bit fatter by January, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I warned him about this. I'm like, you play in your kitchen, dude. This is why I don't have a beer fridge in my room, in my office <laughs> yeah. here. Because yeah. if I did, like, I'd have a pot belly in a minute. Yeah. No, but it's, it's, I, I think overall what they did is fine. Yeah, I do appreciate um, I, I the updates. I just hope they're going to also focus a bit more on the gameplay, the focus game. more yeah. on the actual core instead of adding skins and stuff. Because you think they're going to keep mean, it up? They've been, this pipeline they've been stabilizing. Is like, yeah. This is a very they've aggressive been, like, balancing pipeline. weapons. Yeah, instead of, they have to instead be of snowflakes in Easter, it's going to be eggs, you know. It's going to but be they, like, they, they, like Zim, they have to be aggressive because, uh, yeah. like, even that you think, like, for personally, I think what we see right now is Population 1 has a strong player base. But if you look at the history of VR, it can also quickly just evaporate. Drop yeah. Off. yeah, so yeah. they have to be on top of it now. Um, so, because if, if someone else makes a multiplayer next year, that is not necessarily Battle Royale, but is also fun to play. Like players are constantly looking for something new. Uh, and, so and these it's modifiers, easy to though, like, do you think that like you you buy into a game, right? They're essentially doing modifiers 
that you don't get to choose. They just happen to the world, kind of like in a World of Warcraft or like something Fortnite. like that. When Fortnite it, do it all the time. Yeah. Right? And I'm just wondering, like, I mean, I don't necessarily remember seeing that advertised. Do you think it, like, was that part of, the, I don't remember seeing that part of the media where it's like, the game you're buying is going to mutate. Change. You know what I mean? Like, it, but, it, but, it does have an effect because it changes how the game actually functions. What, what do you mean by modifiers? So but, these, the events. These, yeah, defense, these events. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a coat of paint that that gets splashed over the game. But I think it's welcome. You don't get to choose. Yeah, I think it's totally welcome. You don't welcome. get to choose. Uh, like the power core one, yeah, for know. instance. I think that was pissing Rowdy off I, right when that dropped because it's but, like it it changes the way people interact with the game. It's it's welcome, but it's in the in the end it's it's a disguise for making even more money. But, but it, what I, the point I'm saying is it's not optional. Right? No, it's not it's not an but optional it modifier. Be either. I don't think it should be bought it, like it, it shouldn't no, be no optional. Event, no, no. no event is optional in, no. in a video but game. You can't click it off and be like without yeah, them. You know? I think you know the game would just become you know a bit boring. You know, it's, it's keeping it fresh. You know, and I think that's. But are you expecting welcome. then that every two weeks we're going to get a new event from Big Box? Maybe not. Like after Christmas, maybe they might tone it down a little bit. But certainly, you know, other refinements to the gameplay I'd like to see over over more events. You know, maybe a new weapon. Or that, that's that's the like thing. That what I like, there are other ways to keep it fresh yeah. as well. Like for example, introducing new maps, introducing new weapons. You know, making new DLCs that are more interesting, different game modes. You know, yeah. there's there's so many more things that it can do than just make an event we, where it, it like looks different. That's of what course, I'd like to know. It's nice with the with the winter stuff. You know, like I get that. And with Halloween, I get that. Yeah. But uh, every two weeks, a new event, just like a, a spray paint, pff, I, I, I wouldn't care about that. So we got a good question whatsoever. in the chat from Jonas Hess. He says, which mm -hmm. headset are you using for Population 1? And I think this is a really Quest interesting two. question, right? Because, of question. course, we all have access to high-end PCs and high-end PC VR hardware. But yeah. I would put my money on the fact that we're all playing on Quest 2, right? Yeah, it's just the, the ease of access again. Picking cool. it up, pushing I've, a button, being more, in the game. More recently, I've been playing Quest 2 through Virtual Desktop to mm. PC because it it does look a lot nicer. And yep. with the recent updates, it it's indistinguishable in terms of its performance. So I like that. But the thing is, if you're going to meet people, like, again, say Rowdy and Nathie and I want to get together at 6 o'clock... Um, the quest is so easy on. Yeah. You load into the game, you're in in 30 seconds. If you're worried about being yeah. late or whatever to meet your buddies, you're just going to grab the quest too and go. Yeah. That's it. No, I agree. No, no, I think, I think that's it. It's like the preparation time was, oh, I need to go upstairs, need to turn this on. Like, I honestly, I don't really care about graphics. I don't care about the resolution of a headset. Um, so, and also audio wise, I don't really care. I mean, I just use the yeah. uh, inbuilt things and I mean, they're not the best, but uh, whenever I put fine. a PC VR headset on, it's always like, I put the headset on, oh, I can't hear you, your microphone's not working. Oh, I have to uh, go into audio settings. Now I have to change my, it's always <laughs> a pain in the ass with audio. I don't know what it is on PC, but it's always Damn a pain Discord. in the ass. Yeah, it's Discord's fault. You know, every time you hook up a new audio source, like, oh, do you want to you want to change your audio source? Yeah. But yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's, also, <laughs> it's also the the platform's fault. I think, like, if Steam VR would a bit would be a little bit smarter in terms of you know hooking up a headset to your PC yeah. and same with Oculus. Well, if if the Oculus PC platform still exists next year and in, in the way it is now, yeah, um, then you know there are ways to improve it. But you know you can again, you know, PC VR is kind of. Falling behind, yeah. sadly. Indeed. I think that's interesting. You know, we're all mostly playing on. Yeah, Quest no, you're 2. right. It's it's, it's yeah. weird. We have all this stuff, you know, like Valve Index, G2s, whatever. It's like the heavy guns, and no one cares. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Carmack, for convincing Oculus to go to a mobile platform. Thank you, exactly. Oculus Go and Samsung Gear VR. You paved the way. However, 
talking about future of games, mm. there's also a little bit less good news uh, for at least some multiplayer titles. Uh, this week was announced that Marvel Pirates United's United Rip Coral and VR Sports Challenge will no longer be available for purchase or for download. However, Oculus says that current owners can continue to play up until March 1st, March 1st 2021. Now, if you don't know which games these are, so Ripco was one of the first VR games that came from Sanzaru Games, mm-hmm. uh, and it arrived together with VR Sports Challenge back in 2016. It's kind of like a like a future version of of, of Pong, you know, mm-hmm. from a first-person mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah. Um, however, just like Marvel Powers United, it's kind of suffered from a little bit of a dead user base, and I think that is also the reason why it's getting it's getting booted. Um, now, if you purchased any of those games, it's important to note that those refunds are not automatic. So users need to reach out to Oculus customer support to specifically request a refund for those games. And Facebook has since also clarified that those refunds are only available to customers who have purchased within six months of the refund request. Yeah. Opinions. So wait, sorry, that's six months of like the today's date. So when you make the request, six months back. Six huh. months back, but like yeah, th- that's this is so, so bizarre. So if you bought the game in the last six months, you're entitled to a refund. If you bought it on release, yeah. like like everyone did, um, then you're not. <laughs> I, I'm Recoil sure that people weird. are not playing those games after six months anymore. No, of course so they're not. Of course they're not. Good, but uh... I think I think the biggest takeaway here is like Marvel Powers United was one of the most expensive games on the Rift platform when it released. It was like yeah. fifty pounds, so it's yep. an expensive investment. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I appreciate sure. the game was mediocre at best and you know it, it was it pretty, was a glorified wave shooter it was with a superhero genre it was like I, I really some things i really liked about that game like it was social and you could play it with a friend so like me and nathie played the whole thing co-op together we played like 30 we did, hours yeah. of it together um i really liked Jesus. it well uh, more on that later um <laughs> we 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 could play as your favorite characters i loved playing as rocky raccoon he was like smaller than all the other characters so like Nathan very could, very detailed first person yeah. character it was really you were really the hero you could look down and see rocket's full body yeah. it was awesome um i really liked that you could unlock items so like if you completed certain missions you unlock boxes which unlocked items from the marvel universe that you could store in a little collector's in room yeah. um and then you know like Nathan and i like i said we played it for so long we actually got to the final boss thanos and beat him and that was like a, a monumental achievement <laughs> because we played it so much but like um and it was fun to play together, but the gameplay, the core gameplay itself was super repetitive, super basic, super simple. It was a problem, yeah. Um, and that was the problem with the game. So like a bit like we've talked about like earlier with Population 1, like this drop-off, you know, it had like this spike in user base at the beginning almost instantly fell off because it didn't have yeah. that replay value of coming back again for more. Yes. So yeah, although true. I appreciate people are upset because the game's being turned off, Essentially, the whole game's online anyway, so you can't really play it single player. Uh, um, well, I mean, you could also play it offline with bots, so there's no real excuse well, to not make saying, it still. They're saying that the bots are, are are tied to the online servers as well, so they would have to recode the game to do it completely offline. That's what uh, I read on a, okay. the subreddit anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a shame that you've invested money into a game and then it just gets pulled underneath you but yeah, so but then again if you look if you look at the numbers because obviously sansaru were acquired by facebook recently they're probably yeah. saying well let's have a look at the daily users of like these three games i could probably guess that you could count them like with you know your fingers and toes mm. and they were thinking well we're paying how much money for a server no. 
you know, here, here and here to keep these games online. It's just not worth the money. No one's going to miss these games, so let's pull it. But of course, it sparks this discussion online. I, I, th- I think I think it's not that. It's or the license expired of this game because it was a well, apparently. If you Rip look coil? at the game, it, no, uh, Marvel Powers United. Um, yeah. It was a live service game, apparently, in a way, uh, and not a single player. Uh, well, why, why are they booting on Ripcoil um, and uh, Sports Challenge? Because they're booting three of them, huh? Well, you know, uh, the thing is, um, what I'm trying to say is that I think they're just wiping out uh, cert- like certain parts of their PC VR platform because this is very old stuff. And you also need to know that Marvel Powers United was made to be bundled with the Oculus Rift CV1. When you bought a Rift, you mm-hmm. got Marvel got Powers for United for free. They also showed it at Gamescom at E3. They wanted people to try this game. And when people bought it, they would be able to instantly play this game and socialize with others. It was like this hub for people to have their first VR experience. And that yeah. why, that's why the gameplay was very arcadey in that sense. It so it, it, it served a purpose. Uh, this game served a purpose that, of course, now is not relevant anymore. So I think that's also one of the reasons why they're not, you know, going like going to support it anymore. But yeah. what it shows to me is that they take it out, they take Ripcoil out and, 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 and maybe even some others in the future. Um, and they're not investing back in the ecosystem of the PC VR scene. So it's like they take it out, a huge chunk, because I, I think Marvel Powers United was like a huge title back then when it came out but they're not showing any like oh we just take it out but what is our plan with pcvr we are going to add this now they don't do that they just say oh we're gonna you know delete but, this uh, game but, well, and they, bye they do have medal of honor we, we should yeah, mention which we're gonna medal talk about later has been in development for like years so that's that's not an excuse but also a lot of people were angry of course that it got it got booted out and they paid money and they want a refund but i actually looked up like what are the you know how common is this is, and it, it, it happens actually quite oh, a bit, like uh, that. This happens, and you don't actually own the game; you own a license to the game. So the developers can still, if they 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 don't need to give refunds at all, even for those six months. Even no, if you no, bought correct. it yesterday, they can actually just say, okay, uh, the game is gone, and you bought a license for it, and yeah, yeah. Um, that that's it. Yeah, okay. Sh- it's the same with Steam. This is the scariest the thing. With, it, Since it, we it digitized happens, with Steam, with a lot Steam of people. Well. It happens with Xbox. It happens with the PlayStation Store. All of them. But but I mean, like, if you have a Steam library worth, you know, two, three thousand, right? They could, <laughs> unfortunately, overnight. You know, that could evaporate. Yeah. Like, yeah, like look it, at it, Anthem, it, for example. You know, like, I don't know what's going on with that game Anthem. now, but for example, like, yeah. it didn't perform as well as, um, mm. you know, they expected. So they could just, like, pull the servers on that and just say, well, it's not cost-effective anymore. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's exactly what they've done with this game. I don't think yeah. it was a licensing issue. I think it was No, but it, I, 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 th- I, don't think that's, I don't think that's the problem. It's just that I've seen a lot of people saying, like, listen, you take something out, but you're not giving any updates on PC VR. And this makes it look even worse than it already did yeah. uh, in terms of, hey, what are we going to do? Like, if, if you're buying a Rift S right now, you're, you're, you're crazy. You're freaking crazy. But you're not, though, Because they're the not going to do anything with it. But you're not buying uh, a Rift S anymore, you know? And no. <laughs> no, but the, 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 the thing is, there is now the Oculus Quest 2, mm. and it's a standalone, and it's a PC VR uh, system, but they're not investing into the PC VR ecosystem. So it's more a standalone headset than a PC VR headset. You know what I mean? Of so, course, that's their priority, though. Of course, that's going to be their priority because that's where the user base course, is. Yeah. yeah. And, but, and yeah, Medal of Honor, Medal of Honor is not an excuse. Medal of Honor has been like in development for so long, and it's just Medal of Honor. 
you know. And also, as we of know, all the games they could pick, they went for Medal of Honor. Medal of Honor, we know they're going to try and push it it's to the quest as well. Quest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. And, and this is something that I said in my State of VR update, you know, this week yeah. is that you know it does worry me about the state of PC VR from the Oculus side anyway, at least because, like you say, if if the user base is always going to be on Quest and the numbers, you know, are like, you know, fifty x what they are on PC, why would they invest in that platform anymore? And maybe Medal of Honor will be one of the last big PC VR games from them. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? No. But I've said this before as well, that we almost need to go backwards to go forwards. You know, like once mm-hmm. we've got this kind of like, you know, standalone market established and people are craving, um, you know, mm-hmm. higher fidelity games and, and bigger and, and more um, in-depth gameplay, then maybe we'll go full circle again and PC will be relevant again. Exactly. But right now it certainly That's- feels like it's not. That's a great a great point you bring up there. I also don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, for the moment at least, to wait out the PC VR market mm. because you have such much bigger numbers on the Quest and maybe when VR grows up to a certain platform, maybe I'm, I'm 100% sure of that, when VR gets to a, a level that it's like, you know, really driving consumers into that, that I'm, I'm 100% sure that another player will like step up and you know start investing into that Steam VR or that PC VR market like Valve is, for example. Mm. And that might actually be beneficial then because then, let's be honest, not everyone is, a, is, is the biggest fan of like the entire Facebook uh, uh, thing. So maybe if some other player could step into that PC VR market, we could actually the, get like a new player in there uh, once the, the market the, has grown a bit. Yeah, but the new player is not going to jump into the PC VR market. It's going to jump into the standalone market that. because the Quest 2 showed that the PC VR scene is unnecessary. I, I don't I don't agree with that because to, to to go into the standalone market, you need to have the software and the game developing studios yeah, and the hardware as well. So yeah, that's what Oculus all has in their hands. But if you look at the Steam VR market or the PC VR market, that's mainly like an open market with... with based on Steam VR. So when I say a new player, I don't mean like a a player comes out of nowhere. I'm talking about the player who's already done a lot in VR, of course, or a player that has done already a lot in Steam. Like someone like Valve could eventually step up and take the huge chunk of that market just by investing, by being the main investor into the PC VR market. And I would welcome that. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because I think my opinion here differs from uh, all of you, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. For me, I, I look at 2020 in hindsight and I go, like the hit that we took that that economies for not just game studios platform owners like everyone's taking a hit so for a maintenance service cut i think cuts are absolutely a necessity i think Mm -hmm. that because of the way that 2020 has turned out i actually think we're gonna see a lot more of this in 2021 you're gonna see studios close their doors you're gonna see services like this going offline um these ones I'm totally nonplussed about um, pers- just because of my personal tie to those games. Um, but in terms of PC VR being alive in the Rift S, I actually think that from a value perspective, Rift S right now, because of its, its price suppression because of the news, is a really good value headset for now and for the next six months. You can probably pick up for like 200 quid a Rift S, which is in near perfect condition used and use that for six months and have it be your daily driver, no problem. Uh, you don't have to have a Quest 2 if, if you're a PC VR person. So, and there are still some pretty solid titles that are landing. We don't know when Lone Echo 2 is going to come out, for example. But I think but, the issue is more with like the future of like which PC VR titles is going to come out next after Medal of Honor VR. It's, and, this is difficult, but someone's going to go for it because there still so are PC VR players. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a huge market. And I agree mm-hmm. with what Nathie's saying on the... The viability 
of how much money you can make in standalone. Look at the mobile gaming market. Who's going to convert, you know, the mobile gaming market into the next thing? Hmm. I think, honestly, that mobile gaming is going to convert into standalone VR gaming. A lot of it. Um, Whereas the PC market is probably going to be a bit stale, uh, flat, Mm -hmm. maybe even suppressed. That's the same as what happened with the actual gaming market. You know, the gaming market was really flat as well. And then we saw like the consoles coming with Xbox and PlayStation. And when that took that huge jump and started growing again, what was the consequence of that? That the PC, what the PC gaming market started growing again as well. So I do, I do think that we will eventually see something similar with the VR market that we now have that huge boost from the standalone. But that well, will eventually will. also trickle down to that PC VR market. It, it again. will, it will in some way. But first, there needs to be a standalone like warfare between some companies, mm-hmm. and then maybe PC VR will. But right now, the Quest Two became a console in a way. It's like you know yeah. a handheld VR device, and and PC VR uh, is is not able to compete with that. So first, we need to have. Yeah, as you said, like different uh, companies making standalone headsets, and then then we'll see. This is what I'm trying to say: is that that's just my opinion, because like as I said, I'm not so hopeful about next year of what's going to come out from Facebook side. Uh, Medal of Honor uh, is are just like that game is just the last remnant of their interest in PC VR. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. everything that you... Same with Lone Echo. Lone Echo has been in development for like 84 years. They keep postponing that game because they didn't know what to do with it. And now they already made a quest port because they know where the market is. So, uh, you know, PC VR, uh, I don't think you, you have to uh, buy headset from Facebook to see mm-hmm. more titles from them. But who else is there to make anything else, you know? I think you should just, as you said, buy a Rift S plug it into Steam VR and maybe some old Oculus titles if there's still something there that is, you know, but, but would uh, you really, to play. Would, you, would but, you really advise anyone to go out and buy a Rift S right now, even if it is 200 quid? I mean, the, the price has crashed like crazy. And if you I are would. wanting to use it as a PC VR headset, but as it's a dead still a platform that's not going to get invested in anymore, I would still recommend well, you, someone... you, can, you can use the Quest 2 to play PC VR yeah, as well. I would For just... a bit more money, yes. But yeah. if you're, again, I always like to think of the gamer who's 16 years old who is scrambling to get the money together, Yeah. right? You can't get the 300 together. What are you picking up for 200? What are you picking but, up for 150? Because the, the, the headsets are like the price completely crashed because of the Quest 2. And well, exactly, I see a lot that's... of people buying Rift S's now yeah. because they want to play PC VR yes, content. This is, what I'm, this is what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. The value in that headset. It's only a year and a bit old. Would you not recommend like... them to get the original Quest instead? No. No, definitely not. Not. I would definitely go Rift S if you're going to be if you're going to primarily what you... going to do PC, PC gaming. Yeah. Do course. not get the Quest mm-hmm. One and link it. No. Well, if it's even cheaper, you, than you the either Rift stretch S your budget to a... Quest Two, or you get a Rift S. And, I think, and with, I think the, with the mind you're going to sell it in a year. I think it really depends on what's getting sold. If you can buy a Quest One for even a cheaper price and still play PC VR content with that, you're like, this is a this is a bargain. I'm just gonna do it. Uh, if you're you an indie head like some... me, then I would agree that the Quest well, I, One I, has power. I think everyone who power. everyone yeah. who's hunting right now for a Rift S or a Quest One are like you know uh, VR enthusiasts anyway, because I don't think other people even know about these devices yeah. uh, now. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's like it's Excellent. just so weird to be talking about PC VR this way because I love PC VR maybe still even more than the standalone platform because well, I, I played Half Life Alex, I played The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, yeah. I played all these games. It's yeah. like freaking awesome. And when you put on the Valve Index, when you put on the G2, dude, it looks 
freaking amazing. Like the Quest 2 doesn't even get close to that, yeah. but it's just not for the majority of people, sadly. Yeah. Well, while we're on the subject of, of PC VR, we might actually just as well jump to the next topic, which is uh, the new Medal of Honor multiplayer trailer that got dropped uh, this week and is actually releasing next week uh, on the 11th of December. And I'm pretty sure everyone has been itching to get their hands on that one as well. So uh, this week we got some more info in the form of a trailer, and I'm, I'm sure that Zim is going to play this in the background right now as well. Um, so it does give a, a great overview of the different new modes that are being uh, made available. So these are uh, the Mad Bomber, uh, which is kind of like a planned and defuse bomb uh, scenario. Uh, a deathmatch, uh, speaks for itself. Team deathmatch as well. Then they have something that's called Blast Radius. That's kind of like a King of the Hill mode, I would say. And they also have a Domination, which is um, more of like a, a territory hold point uh, kind of a scenario that you need to perform with a team as well. Um, so yeah, w- w- what did you guys think about the trailer when you first saw it? Like an awesome. I'm well, so music was great, it was like, right? It was it was like, it was like it was like swallowing hot cocoa at Christmas. That's what that trailer was. <laughs> that was because beautiful. I saw Mad Bomber and I'm like, hell yeah, I want to plant yeah. explosives mm-hmm. and run around and gun. Like uh, it just looks great. It looks like great arcade. I, I love how fun. they did the trailer because we can't show the music, of course, but they did oh. the, the music like in tune with like the gunshots and the reloading. So if you have some time after this mm-hmm. uh, after the show, definitely check out that trailer because yeah. I think it's it's probably one of the best ones that I've seen uh, using that kind of. Um, that kind of technique in order to like really match the music with uh, the game as uh, sounds it's really well yeah, yeah. I, th- I think this is the first time we see a, a VR shooter from let's say a famous IP that was on the same level as Call of Duty and Battlefield Definitely. for a while not anymore though I, I, I think that Medal of Honor has really you know had some some bumps in the road especially with its uh, last few titles mm-hmm. but um, the fact that there is now a developer who spent so much time on also multiplayer. That's amazing because I don't think we have seen that many like triple A multiplayer shooters. And I think this is maybe even one of the first. And this is Respawn yeah. as well. This is Respawn Entertainment that made Titanfall. They are like, they know, they know how to make multiplayer. Games. They know multiplayer. Yeah. And yeah, that's true. what gets me very excited. And I, I like that it, the trailer was very fast paced. Like it showed a lot of kills, showed a lot of weapon reloading mechanics as well. And I couldn't quite tell if it was like manual, a lot of the weapon reloading stuff, but I really hope it is. Because I think it is because I, I, I mean, it's it's arcade reloading. Arcade, yeah, simple, yeah, simple manual, exactly. But, yeah. but from what I saw, like the thing is, like you know, we've played Onward, we've we've played Pavlov, Contractors, games like that. So we're quite familiar with like modern weapon sets and how to reload those weapons. But what we haven't really tried in VR <laughs> is like reloading these old World War Two guns. And I think that's going to be super interesting because they're quite unique. And especially when you look at like the M1 Garand, you know, like how oh. that weapon works and like it's like bang, 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 ping. And oh, and then just slotting another mag in. I think that's going to be so nice in VR. And yeah. that's what got me really excited from the trailer. Definitely. Oh, my yeah. God. You said but Garand. It, that is my favorite timepiece weapon. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So so again, like uh, this is something that I, I just see happening all the time. This game is coming to Oculus. This game is also coming to Steam. So you can yeah. pick. Uh, well, a lot of people think it's an Oculus exclusive. Oculus did spend money on this, but I think Respawn Entertainment said, like, listen, we do want to make the game, but then we also want to have it on Steam. So that's nice that they mm-hmm. kind of have that in the contract. Is it going to be cross-platform? That's what I was yes. just about to ask. Like, we don't know yet. And, we yeah. don't know yet. And, yeah, it is. Yeah. R- r- um, it does, like, the thing is, it. let me not say, is it uh, cross? It needs to be cross-platform because otherwise if the servers I'll, I'll start to the run details low, now. then, yeah. it's you know? So, so it is cross-platform. Okay, ah, good, there yeah. is not good. an invite system, however. 
So Invite there is the ability to set up a match. So uh, let's say Nathan and Mike are on Steam. Rowdy and Zim are on Oculus. We can join and play in the same game. However, I can't invite Mike to the game that Rowdy and I are in, or Nathy. So that there's a barrier in terms of the friend system. Right. This is going to be a problem for matchmaking. Right. So the big question that I have is, when you set up one of their games, and you set up, like, let's say, like I've done, I've planned a 6v6. 6v6 is the maximum number of players you get in a game. Um, will you be able to do... They do have private servers, so you can create a dedicated server. Okay. It's great. What they don't appear to have at the moment is like a room code so that we could give you a room code to get get around the whole oh, okay. uh, cross-platform invite issue. So when I open a, a match, if it's a public match, anyone from Oculus and Steam can fill that. It's also worth noting that they have bots that will uh, be able to fill <laughs> up to the player if you wanted that or if you preferred that. Most mm. people, of course, want humans. Um, and then the question now is, if I make a private lobby let's say with the oculus build of the game will i be able to get steam players to join that or is it now ring fenced only on the oculus platform so that's the only question i think that's outstanding at the moment and we wait until release day to find out interesting so um something we just said with population one as well they have to keep finding new things to keep this going. Especially, it's PCVR, guys. It's not on Quest. It's not standalone. It's going to be a challenge to keep... I feel like this is more... Okay, play the single player. And we have a little bit of multiplayer here if you want to try it out. But uh, they have to kind of invest time into this to keep it alive. And so, I, if you see the trailer, it has potential. But I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know so. if that's... Because Medal of Honor, like, that's the thing. I don't know what your experience was with Medal of Honor. Like, the first few games were amazing. They were like, you know, they were, they were on the level of Call of Duty, you know, and then Battlefield came. But the last few uh, Medal of Honor games weren't so great. So most people forgot about Medal of Honor. The youngsters do not know what Medal of Honor is or has have ever played one. Of course, we, old geeks... Um, well, I, I don't consider myself that old, but... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you're 26 now, lads. Let's, but I do uh, know Medal yeah. of Honor, you know. I do know the World War II, uh, uh, you know, yeah, titles. Yeah, yeah. I also played the one in Afghanistan, you know, with... Uh, uh, what Advanced, was it? Uh, um, it was like Tier 1 Operators, wasn't it? I can't remember yeah, what it was called uh, now. And Airborne was also one of my guilty pleasures. Uh, reviews were low on that. But um, it's like, you know, Medal of Honor... Yeah. But needs to make a comeback in a way too so it's not like the whole world is waiting for the, Medal of Honor split, to drop uh, the split is month. the biggest problem I think so you're launching with five different multiplayer modes That's what for I the was, PC VR game yeah. it's gonna people are gonna want to dabble in them but it might really yeah, like, I, I, I would have liked to see content updates to kind of feed that out over time yeah, but that's, what I'm, that's what I'm worried out about a little bit like you have yeah. these what one two three four five different modes uh, are there different maps as well? Because then you have like, you know, that will split it again. So I counted, splits I counted about eight different maps, at least from the trailer, um, from the yeah. unique Eight maps from the trailer. At least eight, at wow. least eight, yeah. yeah but I, I so think that, when that's what I'm wondering, like, you know, if, if you're gonna, if you're gonna split it, if the player base is already quite thin, it's gonna get hard to get like full player matches but on there. It's a really good and point. And server just, browser. It, this is another thing to mention. Sorry, Mike. So, so one thing I mentioned, I wanted, wanted to mention was uh, that the, Nathan said, oh, maybe it was Respawn that suggested it was like cross-play and, and, you know, yeah. I, I think Oculus, they had to make it cross-play because having this on PC VR on the Oculus platform alone, it would, the, these servers would be dead. No, but they, they, they would never, they would never, they would never even consider doing cross-play because they are also in denial that steam even exists in the first but place I, I you think watch the without, last facebook connect without they, steam, they were like this game no. would, 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 wouldn't 
last very long, I don't think. Of course, what, of course, what do you mean by crossplay, re- Nathy? What, what do you what do you say? What oh, do you it's mean? like it's like the friend it, system. You mean? No, no, no. It's like on both platforms. It's on Steam and Oculus. Yeah. Um. And and Mike is suggesting that Facebook came up with the idea to also bring it to Steam. No, that, no, 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 no. Not, you can see it in their uh, faces in that recent. <laughs> you know, you and I have yeah, seen yeah. it. Absolutely, um, no way. They aren't happy about that. But they need. I don't. They need that. Of course they do. Yeah, of course they do. They don't like that. I also think. Because it's really nice to have so much content in a game, but it would be a shame if you have so much, if, if because so much of so much content that you won't have a player base supporting that, right? Yeah, that no, you go into yeah. the into this game and it's only like you know a couple of people playing it. Well, I mean, a lot of people playing it, but they're all spread across different maps and different yeah, modes. But it, but I'm sure that they though, thought about like, that. You've got such a solid, what looks like a solid single player campaign. Mm. You've got the heartfelt. On you know underbelly of the we're gonna tell you what World War Two was actually about yeah. and all these experiences, mm-hmm. and then they also land with like solid multiplayer. Like this game has been in development for what three four years, yeah. men, and mm-hmm. it shows like how much polish is oh, there. Oh yeah, for sure. I want but I'm this. talking about five months from now. I, oh, I get everybody, it. Everybody's finished the multiplayer. I get it. I get it. But that's why they have the bots. Thing is multiplayer still. Then you have the bots. You have the bots. I'm very happy that they introduced bots. Like a lot of people say, like, oh, it's I don't important. like playing with bots, yeah. but it's I just, absolutely love it. But I just don't <laughs> see that we'll get the um, the content drops like we've seen in Population One no. and, and the variety in the multiplayer. And, and, and you also need to know they are under contract with Oculus. So exactly. when the contract is over, they're gonna stop updating it anyway. Look how they they look how quickly Insomniac abandoned Stormland. Like, oh that's true. They dropped it like a stone. But uh, some other things about Medal of Honor. I am still very excited by this game as well. Like, if oh, you yeah. think we've been negative about can it, I, can like, I say? Can I, I, I say, say one so. thing? Yeah. One thing they should consider straight away, even that it hasn't been out yet, that no one has really bought it yet. Um, split off the single player with the multiplayer and just sell it for a cheaper price. Interesting. Multiplayer only. Interesting. Yeah, maybe. Because that oh. that would give it a better boost for sure. Um, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. What's the launch price? Do we know? No, but I've got some specs. It's some, gotta be some, heavy. Some it's gotta be specs. heavy. So it's not gonna be nineteen ninety nine. No, no. <laughs> I think it's gonna be like the same as Marvel Powers United as was as at launch. You know, like fifty 40? quid. Yeah. Oh, totally, yeah. totally worth it. I'm guessing. For um, it. Oh, yeah, but yeah, sure. listen to this because I, I did some digging on the Oculus subreddit and we've got some system specs. So um, listen to this. So you're gonna need oh, an no. i7 9700K processor, sixteen gigabytes of RAM, and an NVIDIA 2080 graphics card to run this game. Wow. Um, yeah, they also suggest... Wait, is, that, is that minimum? This is recommended, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Um, okay. They oh. also recommend that you should install the game on an SSD, right? Yeah. It, download yeah. size is 160 to 170 gigabytes. Oh, and crap. they suggest that you'll need at least double the size to unpack it based on how the game, uh, yeah. the Oculus runtime installer works. So you're going to need... my entire 500 gig SSD, yeah. basically. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm so glad I got a new one recently. But this is the same problem I had with two other games. Uh, Dirt Rally 2, which is 100 gig, Asgard's Wrath, which is 120. Yep. And it's so funny that, like, you don't necessarily have that much SSD space just lying around. Like, if you're a if you're a hopping gamer. So you're going to have to get clearing down. I recommend get clearing down now in advance of the launch, you know? Mm-hmm. But and this, is, this is why I'm saying split it off, because this is going to be another problem where you are playing the multiplayer, and after you're like, my computer's completely full, I'm just going to throw it out because it's just filling up like the whole single player is is making my computer explode so that's why i'm like split it off so you can install the multiplayer like the only and then the single player because dude i like, like that I, I, well like, I like if it. rocket league was like 170 gigabytes and i had to play Although, it online all the time with that i, I, I much don't know space, i don't know if 
because the texture packs will still be the same right uh, across those different I, I, there's definitely content they would have to take a yeah, chainsaw down but the it, it won't be like 100 gigs though of the of the total size no 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 but still like i got a question like is there a game that does that today that sells the single and multiplayer as separate I think uh, Cyberpunk is doing that. Call of Duty does have like Warzone, which they separate for free, but that's true. Yeah, that's probably about. It's just I like, the idea. I, like I usually don't suggest it in the mainstream uh, gaming scene. You don't have to do this, but I'm just saying it's a survival tactic to make the multiplayer, uh, yeah. you know, uh, last a little bit longer. Yeah, like um, sell the sell the single player for thirty, sell the multiplayer for twenty, want the two together, forty five. Something like that. Yeah, I, I just hope that that respawn, uh, uh, because for them the VR scene is also new. That they understand it's not about necessarily pushing more content updates or to get people in. No, it's about dropping the price mm. of the multiplayer game and mm. uh, making sure that it's cross-platform and that you market it in the right way. Um, because okay. I think the like what Sorry. we have here is fine. You know, in terms of what you get, the game modes are looking good. You know, the gameplay looks looks action-packed. So it's really about how do we keep the multiplayer alive for a couple of months. And as I said, Medal of Honor as the IP is not going to do it, sadly. It's not famous enough to keep people playing it. Yeah. A gaming science teacher said uh, Lone Echo and Echo Arena. Uh, they yeah, basically did that. Yeah. So yeah. they had the two yeah. separate. So yeah. I don't yeah, know if yeah. you guys know, but um, IGN actually did a preview of the game already. Um, yeah. uh, they, they, they put that up uh, a couple of days ago. Um, they basically they basically said uh, that their sort of preview of the game was that they, they got to play a couple of missions. I think three missions from the main story campaign. They say that the missions um, unlock the gallery content, so you kind of have to work for the gallery content, which is kind of interesting. And gallery contents the World War Two historic stuff. Yeah, we're like speaking with veterans and survivors, um, wow. showing you like the the iconic locations from World War Two, like the beach and stuff like that. Um, and they mm. actually said that the the gallery was. Um, like that was like the best thing about the game and that it, that was the thing that really they think will push people to complete the game uh, is the gallery content. They thought it was that mm-hmm. good. And they, they thought that the tone of the gallery content wasn't really matching the tone of the game. Uh, they felt like tonally they were very different, but yeah. they said that the gallery was still very welcome. They also did mention that there was, they encountered quite a few bugs um, and they said they, they wouldn't normally mention it in a preview, but being so close to release, they're a little bit concerned. Um, but overall, pretty okay. positive. And they said that, you know, after the initial mission, things start getting very exciting quite quickly. And they hope that that can um, continue its momentum throughout the rest of the story campaign. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. nice. No, I, 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 do, I, I do want to see more from Respawn. As you said, like Titanfall, uh, like the last Titanfall also didn't sell that well. Maybe uh, in VR it could be, you know, uh, a great uh, game. Um, so yeah respawn has a lot of potential another thing i want to mention um and it's about the marketing of this game is that and this is this comes like you know we're kind of in a bubble right you know we kind of take a lot of things for granted but both my brother and my dad because i said to them like you know what games do you want me to gift you for christmas you know like is there anything you fancy and my dad and my brother were both like oh we really like the look of like the medal of honor game but they're both on quest 2 they don't have a gaming pc and they'd seen the trailer clearly but Obviously, you only know it. You only find out at the end. At the end, um, yeah. that it's got Rift S and Quest Two um, together, the headsets together, and then it says, uh, "What does it say?" I've written it down here. With uh, link cable. Yeah, uh, compatible PC required. Link cable required for Quest. In small writing at the bottom, so you you barely yeah. notice it. It only pops up for like yeah. a few seconds. So I think a lot of gamers maybe that bought a Quest Two might think, "Oh, I'm looking forward know. to this game," without realizing yeah, necessarily know. that this is a PC VR game and it's very different. And I think. Marketing-wise, I think Oculus could definitely do a better job in communicating that 
Um, yeah, but I, uh, again, this is one of the last PC VR titles. They kind of have to work through this one because they're in a split with their new system. Um, after this, I don't think we're going to see this that much anymore. But uh, you're right. It's it's very confusing. Um, but uh, as I said, I think it's like that that uh, battle they had at the start when they launched the Rift as in the quest. They yeah, had to kind of... A lot of confusion it, there. It's, 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 yeah, 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 so... Yeah, true. Uh, Talking about high-quality VR games, I actually got two more uh, quick news topics, but they're rather short. Um, Half-Life Alex has recently surpassed the mark of a minimum of 2 million owners, according to Steam Spy. Now, this, of course, is no reflection of the actual sales, as many people also received it for free with, for example, their, their Valve Index order. But I, I think this is nonetheless a quite like remarkable feature. Mm. And... Uh, Actually, talking about the Valve Index, I also looked at the the number of percentage of users uh, using it at the moment. I was actually quite surprised to see that it was uh, more than 15 percent mm. of Steam VR users actually have a Valve Index, which is, is, is quite a large number. But I mean, it still mm. dwarfs when you compare it to the Oculus headsets that are currently on the platform. But when you consider which the now cost, actually is like the, when you consider the price 50%. of the index, yeah, it's, it's yeah. high. It's a good number for them, I think. 15% but, is a high number, and Oculus has now more than 50% of the Steam VR units. I, I, still, I still think if you are going to play Half-Life Alex and you do have the money, then play it on Valve Index. Valve Index. Because it's amazing. With the controllers, it's great. Definitely. It's really good. My God. And 2 million owners, that's, that's insane, That's insane. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's insane that it came out this year. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like that at all. I keep on forgetting that it came out this year. It's, it's yeah, been such March, a weird, March, weird right? year. Like in some ways it feels like it's gone super fast. In other ways it's felt like it's gone super slow. But yeah, I keep forgetting mm-hmm. it came out this year. Mm-hmm. What was even crazier is that back in March, uh, Half-Life Alex and Cyberpunk were going to compete with each other. Uh, oh, but wow. Cyberpunk, of course, had uh, oh, been delayed. Plus, uh, I think that's what the Cyberpunk dev said. They said, like, we're not concerned because we have a VR game here. And we are making a, you know, a, a, a PC uh, game. So it was interesting to see, uh, yeah, that was going to happen. And that's why people are like, oh no, like Cyberpunk is going to take away, of course, the whole shine and no one is going to ever know that it even came out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that turned out quite well then. <laughs> yeah, it was right. It was right before the whole, like everything now, went into lockdown. Medal of Honor, so. Cyberpunk. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. Well... <laughs> Gonna play them both, but definitely of Medal of Honor. Who needs anyway. to sleep? But two million is, is great. <laughs> yeah, two um, million is great. Well, some someone mentioned um, to me in, in, in yesterday's stream that there's Project Seventeen, the kind of remake uh, Half Life, um, this high quality world you can explore. So I think it's a City Seventeen creation in, in the Half Life Alex engine, as I understand it. I mean, I haven't oh. checked out any. Uh, you guys were big into the mod scene. Uh, what was the website for Half Life Two mods? Oh. oh, I can't even remember now. But it's like... maybe Half Life Two Mods dot com. <laughs> 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 but, but like, you, you guys were were kind of keen into that, and then there was sadly, but Bradley making his levels and stuff like that. But so they're all through the Steam Workshop for Alex anyway. Um, it's absolutely yeah. something I want to go and you know, like I like giving stuff like six months or nine months and just let people make things that are awesome. And then go and check them out. And, and, so, and dude, um, like, if Chad has any recommendations, please let us know. Also, like, if you have a B haptics vest, I would highly recommend you go play some of that content with a B haptics vest. Like, oh my god, like it's awesome with the vest. <laughs> have you got a vest? Not a B haptics vest. Okay, no. so I, I do have one in Belgium. I can, I can probably, <laughs> I can probably send you one actually, Sim. If, if you want to borrow one, you can, because I, uh, spoiler, um, I've got a couple of new ones. <gasps> So I can send you my Ooh. older one, and then you can try it out and, and see what you think. All right, all yeah. right, all right, all right. Nice. We're going to be swapping packages here. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is great. 
thank you, Santa Mike. Great Christmas there, Santa oh, Mike. <laughs> but yeah, like from Valve, I just. I, I just wish, and I know they won't because it's Valve, but I just wish that they would give us a glimmer of hope and just say, like, we're working on another game. It's a VR game. It's going to roughly come out, th like, this time, just so we've got and something it's, to it's pin it's our hopes and dreams on. Yeah, but they, 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 they torture us again. Like, they tortured me with, with Half-Life Alex because everything I played afterwards, like, this this is just shit. This is shit. This is not even getting <laughs> close to, you know, yeah. they put the bar so high. Yeah. And before we reach the bar of Half-Life Alex, we're, already, like, five years into the PC VR market. So well, the, the, yeah. uh, Same with Medal of Honor. It's got it's got some yeah. big shoes yeah, yeah. to uh, to compete with for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big shoes. Yeah. To and then the final bit of news that I have is about VR chat. VR chat is actually introducing a new way to so-called support the service, and it's called VR chat. Plus, this is a, a paid subscription op option that gives you some uh, extra features for the ones who chose to support them. This is a, a one month a one month subscription that is available for uh, nine ninety nine. Uh, while they also have a one-year subscription that will cost you 99.99 to not say 100. Uh, and with that one-year subscription, you also get three months for free then. Um, so what do you get for that? You'll get custom user icons for their, for their nameplates, uh, 100 avatar slots, a support badge, and an increased trust rating. And this apparently means that more of your avatar features will be visible by default. I have no idea what that means. Yeah. But, okay. So um, like if you have if you have like uh, fancy emotes and like you, you know a dancing character or whatever all that stuff like depending on uh, depending on your 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 safety level you can some of that can get blocked we saw it mm. when we were playing um, uh, Among Us in VR chat and certain mm, character yeah. avatars were getting just blocked you get this kind of default showing we should point out that the free version will still be free for everyone it's just that this is just of for course. this is just this for is people a, that are like power users choose to support yeah 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 yeah. And, and I mean, um, early supporters will also get a VR cat badge in their profile. So that's kind of kind of neat if you want a cat in your profile. Uh, but also for cat. indeed for regular users, so the ones who choose not to support them, uh, there are some upgrades coming with the avatar slots being upgraded to 25 slots. And also nameplates will get an improved look for everyone else. Okay. I, I think it's one oh. of those things, you know, there's some people out there that bought a VR headset purely for VR chat and they just play VR chat and nothing else. And I think for them to be able to support the platform, this is great. Yeah, this is great. I, I, yeah. I don't think there are many other uh, titles, VR titles, that can pull something off like this because some people spend like five thousand hours of you know, uh, like in there, and this is something that is just so valuable. Yeah, um, so. it's also it's got to be. I mean, like all the platforms, like Rec Room before it as well. You've got to monetize to stay alive. Yeah. That's really important. So this is their one of their first steps and, doing that. Yeah. And if, if, have there been any in VR chat advertisements yet? That's what I'm always well, curious about. They're already about. making loads of money on this title, even that it was free. Like uh, so, so far, I haven't nice... seen in Alt Space, Rec Room, VR Chat, Horizon. I haven't seen advertisements on billboards or anything like that. Oh, have you guys seen sense. anything like that yet? Because that's got to come, right? I guess so. I, guess I don't so. think I spend enough time well, it, it, in those only, only in those pop games, population you know. one promoting their own game inside <laughs> the their game. But uh, uh, no, no, not really. Okay, if you're a historian watching this back in the future, I didn't come up with this idea. It's not my fault that Facebook <laughs> put ads and everything. Okay, yeah, it's not me. Travel back in time and get him. This, 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 this is what we do this podcast, so we can we can put this in concrete in a time capsule and they'll look back yeah. at the moment. This is the moment the VR changed. Everyone got ads, you know, sent directly to their eyeballs, and it was all Zim's fault. 
<laughs> they have statues and they can just throw things at you in VR from future. <laughs> Tomatoes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm happy that people right, can support great. VR chat anyway. You know, they definitely deserve it. They, they've, they've been there from the beginning. It's thriving, it's growing platform. And, you know, if the money from these supporters helps grow the platform for everyone else as well, you know, I totally welcome it. I'm sure I there's plenty of people out there that want to support it. Yeah. As long like as it's it, optional, I, I, I think it's a great thing. If you if you live in that game, then if that's the rent, it's so low. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right then, and then I think it's time for our main topic, and that was the how do I pronounce this now? Is it Varho? Varho? Varjo? Varjo? I think it's Varjo. Well, when when I when I met them at VR days, they said Varjo. Varjo. I don't know, but maybe in 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 their language is different, but I don't know. Good luck, Rowdy. Okay. Yeah. Well, you gotta commit they, to one. About they have announced the launch of its new generation human eye <laughs> resolution XR and VR headset, which are called the XR3 and the VR3. Now, a few of the of the features that they both have. Uh, so they both have the industry highest resolution, according to them, with a 115 degrees field of view. Mm. They have a performance for enhanced levels of realism and visual clarity with a refresh rate of 90 hertz. Uh, they have integrated ultra leap hand tracking improved comfort and usability uh, with three-point precision fit headband it's um, complete software compatibility with unity unreal engine OpenXR, and a few hundred others and then for the xr3 there are a few additional features so that is the first one i think is the most important that is inside out tracking and also the industry's first depth awareness with LiDAR and stereo RGB video pass-through to deliver a seamless merging of real and virtual worlds for perfect occlusion and full 3D world reconstruction. Now, I think the first thing we should note about this, this is not for consumers whatsoever. This is a purely bucks? How much? How industry much headset. <laughs> we'll get to the price. We'll get to, we'll get to the price. Um, so what, what they claim is that this introduces the highest performance mixed reality I've ever, ever seen. So that's for the Vario X3 with the photorealistic video pass-through, true-to-life shadows and lights, integrated hand and eye tracking, advanced depth awareness, and inside-out tracking. So the XR3 is, is available for enterprise purchase for 5,495 USD or euros. And you also need to get a Vario subscription with that, which starts at oh, $1,495 and euros, euros for a one-year subscription. Holy cow. So it's $7,500 for the first year. Uh, yes. I think there, were, there was a yeah. bundle that was like three years and it was like just under 10 grand. Well, that's yes. cheap. For, that's for cheap. 10 years, uh, for three years, it's just under 10. <laughs> 10 so wait, they're resuscitating this lady on the table because she heard the price and they're like, <laughs> gotta get her back. <laughs> We're not gonna make money if we don't bring her back to life. <laughs> uh, I also looked at the price for the Vario VR3, so that's the cheaper one. This can All be right. purchased for $3,195 uh, and euros, uh, along with a one-year subscription as well that starts at $795. Uh, so I was kind of wondering, what is this subscription for? What, what does it do? So I looked it up as well. Um, so they say here, to use the Vario VR3 and XR3 headsets and software, your company needs an accompanying Vario subscription, which is a continuous license for Vario software and business services. Through the Vario subscription, you get access to Vario's proprietary XR VR software, which continuously unlocks new capabilities for our human eye resolution headsets. 
you also get access to our premium business support. So what do you get for that? You get continuous XOVR uh, software updates and 3D engine support. You get commercial software licenses. So these are the ones that are needed for the eye tracking and the Ultra Lead Gemini uh, hand tracking. Uh, the Vario account portal, which is their online customer support uh, portal. Uh, and also business support. So world-class business and technical support to enable your company's XR VR oh, success world class one business day response. It's, I find it difficult. Like, which one is the more expensive one in terms of their design? I can't tell. The one with the vents is the cheap one, yeah? I suppose. Well, the, the XR3 is the, is the most expensive one. That is the one that also has inside-out tracking with, with the tracking on board. Uh, and then you have the VR3, which is the the cheaper version, uh, but that doesn't deliver the uh, the inside-out tracking, nor does it deliver the depth awareness with LiDAR sensors. Yeah, well, and, and the thing is, like, like, it sounds expensive to us, but if you're like BMW and you've got one of these to, like, yeah. you know, use for your, your product team to design a car, like, it's cheap yeah. in comparison. Um, yeah. So I yeah, think, no, you know, no. we should consider that. But like some of the features of this headset, which I think are amazing, like auto automatic IPD adjustment. I think that's like fantastic. Mm -hmm. I, and also like the display, how the display works. And then we've talked about it when we've talked about Varo before, but basically it's two displays like uh, stacked on top of each other. So you yeah, have yeah. like um, uh, a, a, a 1920 by 1920 pixels per eye uh, peripheral display. Um, yeah. And then you have a 2880 by 2720 pixels per eye display as well. And they're kind of like, yeah. they lay on top of each other. So one yeah. is like a context display. So when you're like looking straight yeah. ahead, right in the sweet spot, you've got this super crisp view. And the other yeah, one is like it's a almost peripheral like a display. Yeah. Magnifying glass. In a they way. use something similar here as well. So it's, they call it the Vario full frame bionic display, which has double the human eye resolution area with over 70 pixels per degree. It's just insane. Wow. Like the, the, the clarity of that display is just going to be insane. The, the the thing that I'm just wondering when I when I hear these prices, like even though you know it's it's not that expensive for for business uh, uh, developers or for companies like BMW and stuff like that, I still wonder how this competes with, for example, Facebook Business Package. Because what is the added value that you get here? Yeah, but you're not gonna design a product with a Quest Two no. or Rift S. Yeah, agreed. I think I think you know for Quest. I don't know about that. Quest I don't know. About uh, that. I don't know. I, I think no. Sorry, because, I'm laughing. There's a product he, designer out there who's like got a Quest on his desk and now is tears rolling down the cheek. Like no, no, no. But if you look at Extel, Pimax, and and Vario, they were all into this business of military into uh, product design I get of that, cars. But, Planes. I get that, but if you if you look at the what, what you're getting here, there are commercial yeah, no, software I, licenses. It's a lot cheaper for sure, but it's not the same market. For me, I see like Quest Two business no, being used in like my point. VR arcades, mass training, like you know what we saw with like Best Buy or what was it Walmart that picked up a bunch of headsets. Whereas this, I, I see like where where fidelity and clarity are like the utmost priority. So like car design, yeah. you know. Um, that that sort of thing. I, I can't even think of any more examples. Medical applications. Uh, training uh, pilots, medical applications. Training pilots. Medical applications. Lines, yeah, like yeah. they've shown in their trailers. You know that kind of thing. I think is. is I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not 100 convinced on that because I don't think that the 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 incredible high resolution uh, will give you so much more benefit over doing that. Um, but, so, uh, what the, do you the think is the USP then, Rowdy? Like, what what do you think is their main point of sale? Well, I, I indeed think that it's like what, what you said for like the, the high fidelity kind of field, but I, I don't understand how this would compete with something that is maybe a little bit less. 
I don't, in terms I don't of its enormous that. price tag, you mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if the if the added value that you get for this, even for a business that has the money to spend that. Well, um, I think what? the answer for me, the answer and what they're showing in their um, just like the Hololens was showing, it's it's like if you took it's it's the mo world's most advanced like AR pass through. VR combo, right? I mean, yeah, that's, and uh, and almost that's the XR three. But what what is it with the VR three then? But you, yeah, but you well, can say that about what, anything. What you can say that for? like, oh, I've got like a you know a Fiat Panda outside, and then you've got a Ferrari. Like, yeah, they're both going to get me to the shops, no, all right? That's but, not true because but one that's is not like a super high purpose. end version. Plus, yeah, the, yeah the, but the, this, unless this you're, the, but the, no, but the thing I'm trying to make my point here is with the Vario XR three, I do get it because you get the pass through. Yeah, yeah the, the high resolution, the down mixed version, reality. Like, why would thing. anyone buy that? But why right. would anyone buy the VR three? Well, what That's is what, the, what is the added benefit there except for the super high resolution? It doesn't have inside-out tracking. It doesn't have depth tracking. So what is the what is the why is the price tag for that headset three thousand one hundred ninety-five well, plus a commercial license for seven hundred ninety-five a year? So bringing the total to, well, to almost four thousand. Like this is a market we are not so familiar with. So I would again suggest to have them on the show and then explain this because it's interesting to hear more mm -hmm. about their they're like like completely focused on you know like if um, you look at like their website markets that. They've got like a woman in space. Like they're saying, like this is this this is like for astronauts. Space, you know. Space. <laughs> no, I think they're saying it's astronomic budget. And, and like right? they've got Kia, Bring people back from the dead, Volvo. You know, like these kind of big, big market players. You know, yeah. that have got big budgets. Mm -hmm. And and the thing oh, is yeah. as well, like from from these companies, you know, when when someone says go to their, their purchasing department or we want to, to to try new tech and VR, they're going to say, well, what's the very best thing on the market right now? They're not going to mm -hmm. say what's the cheapest. High fidelity. And, Super and, high fidelity. And they're going to go for something like this, I think. Or like the X. The only thing I'm wondering, how much higher is this fidelity compared to a, a consumer headset? Well, they've got or, examples or on the website. even to another business headset. Yeah, they've got examples. There are other business headsets as well. There's, like if you look at the, the they do a side by side. They do, they don't say what headset it is, but they say like the Varo compared to like competitor device, and the image clarity is like yeah, it's like night that. and day. You know, it's like for playing a PlayStation One to a PlayStation Five. Like the difference mm -hmm. is immense. So I think you know that's, I, uh, that's the main selling point. I think. I, I tried their previous model, and it's very impressive in in the sense of as you said, like the the IPD just automatically adjusts to your own, and yeah. it's like accurate doing that. It's like. Ee! And then suddenly you can play. And it's like, uh, uh, what, 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 what just happened? Like you don't mm -hmm. even realize it. Um, it is a, it, like the previous one was super heavy because with that resolution, with everything that is in there, it's like extremely heavy. Yeah, it's like if you drop that, it's it's gonna be it, you're gonna break it. It's also made out of like this high quality material that you don't see on any other headsets. It felt like kind of metallic, uh, and the eye tracking is also uh, very very accurate and funny is that you can even um, activate things with your eyes by flipping a switch or you know looking into the supermarket and they could you know see what i was looking at the most and the data comes in too because the platform we were talking about the subscription it collects data too and it's very interesting data for a lot of companies there's only very one valuable. product yeah. that they sell oh and there are cameras of course the cameras also can record your eyeballs like they showed me my own eyeballs it was really strange <laughs> <laughs> there is only one product that they sell that I am interested in, and it is that green screen. My God, that is that a beautiful-looking green screen that they've got. I want to know what the price oh. is on that. I'll oh, pay. Yeah. The reason why I think it's not a technical kind of uh, thing here that they're selling is because they're selling—they're not selling a product; they're selling a service contract. And I wouldn't be yeah. surprised that they also start doing those kind of—I um, call it—where you like buy a product, but you buy the service with that. 
like 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 mm. basically like they do it now, but it's like a lease contract. Yeah, lease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, because you, you, the reason for this high price is probably not the headset itself, but it's more likely that it's going to be like just the service that they're providing. But also, I think, also that is, I think like the, I think that is the, the where the costs come from. Because if a company like, for example, I don't know, like like I said, BMW or Volkswagen or whatever buys something for their for their developers, they're not gonna they're not gonna buy this to set this up themselves. They're getting a full service contract to get it get it installed, to get the right environment, to get everything taken care of, and to get a, a 24 hour service but, on that. Just like they do in any medical kind of field with PET scanners or MR scanners or whatever but kind of technology. I think, I think that also, is the market that they're, they're also going paying for. for like the amount of research and development. Like these guys have always been pushing the cutting edge, and you know like. I'm sure Facebook are doing the same, but they're obviously not selling those products yet. They're sort of keeping that behind closed doors when the market's ready, like we talked about earlier. But these guys, you know, they're they're like they're doing stuff that people n- haven't really done before. You know, like that kind of lidar sensor, mixed reality pass-through. Like, what the heck, dude? That's insane. I think also, no, I, I think out. it's amazing, but I th- I think you're wrong in saying that Facebook is not pushing that edge. I think that Facebook has been pushing that edge more than any other company that is out there, especially with Facebook Reality Labs. They're, they're probably doing it behind the scenes, but what I'm saying is we haven't seen that in yeah, a, like a con- like a, a even a business-facing headset yet. Whereas these guys yeah, are yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bringing these products this to is, market. Of course, that's because they're offering, like I said, like it's because they're offering a service contract. Mm-hmm. Don't, they don't just offer the product, they offer the service that comes with the yeah. contract. I Explain think is, the high price for that. This it, is exactly where price. I'm interested for Apple to come in. Come on, yeah. next year, 2022. <laughs> like, come in with your offering here. Because I want to see that AR slash VR. Uh, okay, fair enough. But <laughs> fair I, I'm enough. saying the, this kind of yeah. thing, but done in a sexy package for a consumer at a consumer price. I don't care if it's $15.99, right? Think about that. Like, if if they could bring a headset yeah, that was sleek and chic, yeah. and it would just change the world. Like, that's and what only I want. run that's what Apple, Apple mobile should do. games. Yeah. What? <laughs> and only well, run Apple mobile well, games. Well, the thing is, if they're going <laughs> to oh, compete God. with Oculus, they have to do that. They have to do that. But I would love that too. But for me, you know, like seeing this technology, and you know, I always like seeing this new, super advanced technology because it gives us a glimpse of what the future might hold for us as Plain consumers. Playing Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think I think it's also impressive that you know they go for inside-out tracking now. Well, the previous one you have to use at least four base stations. This does have base stations. No, well. only it's only for the oh, XR3, the, uh, the VR3 yeah, the is not. Yeah. No, you still have to use. But the new one, they're gonna push that as well. Now, I, I honestly, I think like we're too noob for this subject, so we should invite them over and talk about it because, I, as I said, it's I a agree. very interesting market. It's a huge market too. This company is super professional like the products they make look slick uh you know it's it's not they're trying to sell something that doesn't exist uh, i mean as i said i tried the previous uh, thing and um that did the trick so that's what i was would it suggest. a pleasure for the eyes then, uh, Nathan, was it a pleasure it was a pleasure it was a pleasure for the eyes <laughs> it's just as you said like the display that was in the middle mm. you could definitely notice that there was a display in the middle you know what i mean yeah. but again I'm, I'm looking at it from a gamer's perspective i'm like if i would play this game with it then i have this display in the middle but then it's like oh but if i would create something so you were just imagining product, the car, what like or, lucky's tale would look like in that headset <laughs> dude, dude, like, dude, like, it's so heavy. Like, you don't want to play games with that for hours, man. It, no, it, like, the, even, even the the way you were putting it on. If you would like look around, like, if you had to play a shooter, fast paced one, it would be on the back of your head, knock man. You it would out. spin around. <laughs> it would oh, knock man. you out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Exciting stuff, nevertheless, though. 
It is. It is. All right. I do like I the design, like the front, you know, the shiny part where it's the like. I hate that. The, the, no way. The fingerprint. No fingerprint magnet. Feck yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I hate glossy <laughs> covers. Like yeah. I, this is why. Um, uh, like it's one of the thing my pet peeves about the index design is that shiny front. I love when people have changed that to matte. I think that is a mistake in any consumer product, really. Okay. Same thing with Chrome. Chrome is just not. It's not pretty after like thirty minutes out of the box. A white product is also not the best. Uh, Especially if you're bleeding. Well, yeah. Especially if you get blood all over <laughs> yeah. it. If anyone hasn't seen it, my dad did bleed all over his quest. God. I missed that out. Story on the intro. You're not getting out that that, that blood out of the head strap. Yeah. <laughs> no you sh yeah, you should have seen. On like, I'm so glad he got the new uh, the new grips because uh, the actual like it's it's all material. It's not coming. It's not coming out. It's. He, he properly bled into it anyway. Oh, At least we know now that, you know, how it looks. Someone said, someone said a, a hilarious comment in uh, on the video. Um, they said that, oh, I didn't think it was blood. I thought it was lipstick. Yeah. And I, I would like, like, think about how much worse that would be. <laughs> it's like, like all these kiss marks over it. That'd be amazing. Anyway, Roddy, you want me to take over and do releases now, eh? Yeah, I think it's time for releases for this week. Hey, okay, excited so. about that one. There's a lot. There's actually quite a bit. To, um, so I'm, I'm going to talk through them and uh, we'll show you the pretty stuff. Something's not so pretty. Something's not so pretty. I'm going to show you. Right. Um, <laughs> you guys like buses <laughs> because oh. here's the visual downgrade for contractors, which is releasing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So wait, uh, wait, wait. Those... Is this, wait, wait. Is this contractors <laughs> or Roblox? <laughs> yeah, it does look like Roblox. Um, now, before I pick on it too much, Contractors VR has been around for a couple of years. It's a great shooter. Uh, it was my second behind Firewall for the longest time. For $20, 15 pounds, uh, 3rd of December, Contractors VR has finally landed. It was in beta for the longest time. Um, it does have, uh, and, and this is the thing that I think you would remark the first time you go in it if you're coming off of PC VR, is it really has, feels like it's been stripped down. The uh, pretty lighting, the kind of dynamic lighting that you got in the uh, in the PC VR side, you don't have here. But what it does feel like is it feels like a really polished version of like Counter Strike made for VR. Uh, and I know you'll immediately say to me, "Oh, that's just Pavlov." The contractors has a kind of different feel to it. The weapons feel great and all that kind of thing. The other thing that I found really surprising in this build, um, which surprised me, I don't know if it's there in the PC version, is that there is like a there's like a single player. Uh, I don't want to say campaign mode, but it's a single player mode where you're playing challenges against bots. Mm. Like, and, and you have to, you know, you have to play kind of like you would in multiplayer, but uh, with bots taking on things. I don't know how long that is. Three um, missions. But that's something, yeah, that's... Yeah. Well, that's, what, do that's, you, what do you have with bots, by the way? Like, there's but, something you and bots. It's like, and bots? they're your best friends. They're not my best friends. I, no? He loves I think, I think He's like Austin Powers. You, he loves the fembots. <laughs> I do love the fembots. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, you gotta, gotta say yes to the fembots. But, like, I think there's their, their weapon design is really great. If you, if you come from PC VR, you'll notice, like, they've turned everything into, like, a flat icon in the menus. It's no longer a pretty 3D model. It's a flat icon that you're looking for the gun. But then and when you've got the I... gun in your hands, it feels great. It but plays is, great. Is this also the best I... they can do in terms of, of textures and graphics? Because... I don't know. Yeah. The thing that I think, this is where I asked myself that question. I played it for an hour today, and um, I played the beta some months ago as well. They've actually made it look less pretty than the beta that I played. And I think they've done that for quest compatibility. In other words, the quest uh, is meant to run very well with contractors, quest one. Uh, so, so quest two doesn't appear to have at this time a kind of a bump in terms of its graphical fidelity. Oh, it just okay. seems to just kind of get on as it is. Um, the other thing that's important is crossplay. <clears throat> this game 
has failed servers. Like a lot of people were saying, hallelujah, because um, now the contractor servers, which were previously sometimes a bit waning, like you'd get one or two European servers in the middle of the day. Now there were like 25 servers all full uh, when I played earlier. Now it's only just landed this week, mm -hmm. so of course it's going to be chock-a-block, but um, I find that to be very interesting. So there's a co-op mode as well. Um, as I said, for that kind of weird single-player campaign if you want to call it that but all in all i think that contractors is a really um it's a good price point it's a really fun game it plays very well if you're expecting it to look very pretty it doesn't yeah but yeah. i think but that there once was, you're into the game and the action it's it's fine there's a couple of things that i really like about contractors is first of all they have great gunstock support uh, I'm sure that they'll integrate that for the quest as well. Uh, but they have actually one of the best gun gun support kind of things in there that I've seen in any kind of shooter because you can align each gun specifically to the stock mm -hmm. that you have built. Oh, good and point. And second, which I yeah. really like as well, and you don't see that in Population 1, and you also won't see that in Medal of Honor, is that you actually use a proper scope and not that scope face yeah. thing that they've been using in Population 1 on Medal of Honor where as soon as you bring the scope to your eye, blackens out scope. everything around there they don't do that on contractors uh, on the quest at least or uh, well, they don't do that on the pc version for sure but i also saw that they didn't do that on the they quest don't. version and they i'm don't. really it's happy that uh, yeah oh, that, and that that's a great point. proper and like should that. i also say that this game is from a chinese developer now of course we have this kind of idea that you know a lot of the vr titles from china are not so good but this is stellar title and when i went to china Everyone was like contractors. It's like they're very proud of this dev studio. So mm -hmm. it shows that there is hope. Yeah. yeah. Like for me, like <laughs> I jumped in and played it. And I think for me, like I thought the weapons looked great. I think the, the textures and the model weapons, they look great, uh, even on Quest. Uh, and weapon handling does feel really nice. Um, you know, it's always been one of the major pluses of contractors. But I do, I do, the textures on some of the, the environments were really, really rough. Some of the worst I've seen in Quest. And in fact, and um, Did it, the single player yeah. and co-op missions, there were three missions and they were the same on both. Um, so you're saying they rushed it for the holidays? I don't, I don't know if they rushed it. Maybe this is like the best they, they can do right now and then there'll be improvement updates. Because you've got to remember, you've got to give them some credit. Like, you know, Onward had the same issue when that launched, you know, with downgraded textures and stuff. Although I do think it looks worse uh, in contractors. But the gameplay is fun. And I think that's the, the biggest point to remember here. So yeah. just bear that in mind. So okay, wait, wait. So okay, I'm a I'm a quest player. I like shooters, just shooters. And then we, yeah, I just let's just keep it on shooters. So we have Pavlov, we have Contractors, we have Onward. So Onward is the one that is a simulation Milsim. Milsim. warfare yeah. thing, very serious. So two shots and you're dead, and you don't know where it came from. Then we have Contractors. Yeah. Is Contractors in the in the middle? Yeah, in the middle. It's in the middle. It's, it's so a, so yeah. it's it's kind of realistic, but also an arcadey shooter. So it's kind of having both. It's like Rainbow Six, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Rainbow Rainbow yeah. Six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good call. And and with more like game modes wise, is it is it different than Onward in the sense of? You have gun game. You have uh, team deathmatch. Okay. You have, okay. Uh, so it's a bit more a bit more playful. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah, not as. It's, it's not as anything as like brutal as onward is. Uh, like you no. say, it's more and casual, have, more fun. Yeah. And then you have Pavlov, although Pavlov is not on the official quest store, so maybe I should not even count it right now. But yeah, uh, is is it then contractors versus uh, Pavlov in that sense? 
again, it's kind of like potato, potato. Some people prefer yeah. one over the other, and it's really difficult. Yeah. Exactly. Like, one is on the official store, and one is on site. Exactly, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's They're very it. different games, all three of them, depending on what you like. Yeah. But it's, well, it's good to have some shooters on the store because I remember us again, like going back, it didn't age well. Us complaining about getting some freaking shooters yeah. on the Quest One. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's nice. Contractors is solid. Just yeah, some rough I think right I think there. the great thing is um, there's just so much for an FPS player uh, who just got a Quest. You know, it's like for Christmas. Think about that 16 year old again who's like an FPS fan, never been in VR before. And then there's this like plethora of games because you can throw First in time reloading a gun. Solaris, you know, like there's like four or five games that are just really yeah, solid. But, uh, but it, it's good that there's still different genres because if they bombard us with like the same kind of style, the same as we just said with Pavlov and, you know, then it's like, oh, which one? But with Onward, it's still like good for everyone who likes shooters. Exactly. Now, a bit of com comedic relief before I move on to my next point. <laughs> okay. uh, so I was saying for contractors, if you're in the mood for hi hiring some overpriced labor to help you with your business goals and ignore those people who've worked for you for 10 to 20 years, earning their keep by putting up with your daily bullshit, then you need contractors. Uh, they're gonna leave a mess around your house, turn up late, and forget to turn up in to turn in their time slips. But we have an American solution to this problem, guns, lots of guns. So anyway, that was my quick intro nice. for uh, contractors, it. for those who might wanna mm. consider buying the game. All right, <laughs> next, uh, and this is, uh, this is uh, <coughs> Rowdy's favorite game ever, uh, Prison Boss. So Prison Boss on Quest <laughs> from Trebuchet. So, um, you can uh, roll cigarettes. This, this game, he's, I, even, he's like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> he, ca he cannot deal with his past. Yeah, it's it's hurting too much. The flashbacks it of is. him rolling the cigarettes in VR, trying to get out of that cell. Trying to sell hooker in prison. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the beauty that is prison boss, right? Twenty dollars, fifteen pounds. This seems to be the magic price point now for VR games of this caliber. Um, but yeah, this is this is a different game to probably what I thought it was going to be. Uh, it scales to your room now on Quest, which is pretty cool. Uh, but this is for tycoon game fans, okay? So you have you have to craft things like cigarettes, flip bottles, cook cakes, and all this kind of stuff. The boss is back, um, and and hiding your contraband and all this kind of stuff. So Prison Boss is an interesting kind of mix between like this tycoon sim game and something like uh, Job Simulator, for example. Uh, but okay. I think that the touch of the, I don't know if, Rowdy, you caught that when I was saying it, but the game will actually now expand your room space. So, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to do the tycoon simulation. You're trying to uh, beat the guards and all that kind of thing. You can customize your cell. It adapts now size to your room space. Seems pr pretty neat, but I, I'm, is, I'm really curious I'm as someone who has it. It's a great game. It is a great game. Like, who who is this for, like, in your opinion? Because it seems so unique compared <laughs> to other game designs. I've never played it. It's... It's for a very young audience, uh, but it is it is fun to try it out. Like I'm not gonna lie, it's a it's a it's a fun game. Uh, the, the mechanics are, are, are nicely integrated. Uh, there's a good amount of variety. Um, there's a, a good deal of variety in the prisons as well. It's a unique concept. Uh, it has a little bit of a thrill that you have, you know, when the when the guard is passing by and you hope that everything is stored away properly. Um, it's yeah, it's a decent game. Okay, wait, wait. So, okay, so I'm four years old. I just bought a Quest Two. <laughs> this is the first game I need to play. No. So oh, I think okay. I think the biggest question here is, like, is this is this your comeback moment, Rowdy? 
Like, is this, yeah. is this the game? <laughs> I'm um, going to get up again. I'm going to get up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, and, like, people keep on asking me to play this game. But Brody, I've, you you I, I've, played, I've played it every level. I've done everything Wait, that is. Have you done it on the Quest, though? Yeah, it's I mean, wireless, Rowdy. Why? No cables. No cables, Rowdy. Yeah. This no, is your moment totally to shine. Wireless. This is what people want. This is what people want. I'll leave it all to you, Mike. Like, like, Rowdy is, is, he is the prison boss. Yeah, he, he is the game. Absolutely. That's true. Just think about that when you're playing this game. Like, without you, Trebuchet, I'm sorry, but you're going to fail. This, this title was based on Rowdy's life. It's just. All right, let's save Rowdy with an amazing, in air quotes, PSVR deal for only $110. So, the PSVR release that you didn't want, didn't expect, but is here for you. Okay. Wait, pr- prison Boss Bundle? Not a Prison Boss Bundle. Oh, okay, it's the okay. Star Wars Bundle. Mm. So, the EA uh. Star Wars Triple Bundle uh, landed on the 3rd of December. It is 120 gigabytes in size, so that's the same size as Asgard's Wrath, but you get three games for the size of one. Uh, it's <laughs> it's 80 pounds sterling, and as I said, $110, not cheap. And, and just bearing in mind that the last proper uh, game on PSVR to land, and I say that as a wasn't a re-release, wasn't a platform change, wasn't like that, was this was the second of October when, when Squadrons landed. Mm. Um, so Squadrons is a part of the bundle, um, and there are two other VR games: Battlegrounds, and uh, I didn't actually write down the third one, so I missed that in my notes, and that that's silly. So for 110, you get two and a mystery one. There's the third game. Wait, wait, battlegrounds, battle battlegrounds. What? So you had, you had, yeah, you have battlegrounds, um, squadrons, and one other. But wait, wait, um, wait, you said EA Star Wars bundle. EA Star Wars so, triple. So one. what is what is battlegrounds? Uh, like I'm kind of like my brain is freezing at the moment. You're saying battlegrounds, but I don't really know what that means. Uh, what was the what's the um maybe I'm I'm mixing you mean up Star by Star Wars Battlefront. Battlefront. Sorry, sorry, oh. not battlegrounds. <laughs> I was like battlegrounds sounds like that Battle Royale game about in Battle VR, Royale, like... so it's in my head. That's why. <laughs> yeah, like, what is, what is Star Wars about that man? So, so does that mean that you get the X-wing mission with that as well, or is that was that like something you had to buy? No, no, no it, it's it, like included. It it didn't actually specify in the pack. So this is why I find the pack annoying. So one or two, Zim. Uh, I mean, two. two. Okay, then yeah, it's two not the two. X-Wing mission, because that was in the first one, I think. Uh, pain. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. So I, one I VR this more title, as a comedy, one yeah. pancake title, and one mystery title that could be one of the two. That's it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Amazing. Well, yeah, it wasn't mystery title, but I just forgot to write it. Well, there down. aren't many. There aren't any other, oh, as far as I know, Star Wars. Well, there is Vader Immortal. It could be oh, Vader oh, Immortal. Okay. Okay. No, I'm looking uh, at this. I'm looking at this now. So the 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 EA Star Wars triple bundle. It contains Star Wars Squadrons, Star Wars Jedi, and Star Wars Battlefront Two. Yeah. Wars exactly. Jedi. Je- yeah. Well, the Jedi one is Pancake, right? Yeah, it is. And and so is Battlefront yeah. Two. Really, it's got. It's got a VR mission, though. I think. No, no, no. That's the first one. Oh, that was the first first one. one. No, you're right. See, this is the thing. Like, this bundle is bloody useless. Yeah, it is. It's just useless. Why why would you advertise that bundle in their their VR section? Because Star Wars (laughs) Squadrons is also a pancake game, just saying. So that's why. Yeah. Well, I know that, but like in the in the VR section, it's going to cause some confusion. Someone's going to lay down that money, Uh, and I I I want them not to. I I really want them not to. Squadrons is good, but anyway. Yeah. Squadrons is good. This was a was a good introduction to this but bundle. I gotta say, it was a horrible introduction to this bundle, and that's fine. I, I clearly forgot to copy from my other file. That's, that's it's why we're here. Battlegrounds now coming to your back. Got each other sick. Thank you. 
Thank you, Mike. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Well, other thing I wanted to mention, this is the main point I wanted to mention. So aside from this ridiculously overpriced bundle, um, the European hub, I'd mentioned before some website changes that have happened to the PlayStation website. Turned oh. on the old PS4 today, went to the EU menu. They've actually changed where PSVR games are listed. Mm. It is now buried deeper. You might have noticed this, Mike, and so you were covering some of your PS5 stuff. Um, but you have to bury into you know games available for the PlayStation and then get to PSVR. It's no longer a main menu feature, which shows that they're kind of pushing it down and again hiding it, which I find a little bit difficult um, to swallow. Now, this is for the European store I'm talking, because I am aware that the regional stores are treated and handled a little bit differently. So yours, if you're in the US uh, or North America, you know, you might you might find that be a little bit different. So again, mm. I find it very interesting. It has been a pretty barren two months uh, in terms of stuff coming out. That said, I do have another PlayStation title to mention in, in a moment. Let's move on to the title that I am probably most excited for, aside from Medal of Honor, um, but that's oh. coming to Quest, okay? So Temple the most excitable. Pizza? Oh, I know what it is. Not to PC. Can I guess? Mm-hmm. You can guess? Mist. Mist. Mist from Cyan, who, if you haven't played Oblivion, uh, Oblivion, I've got the wrong abduction, sorry. I'm screwing up my references now. And Firmament <laughs> is another VR game. Skyrim, I have clearly Skyrim <laughs> got to me. Um, so they've, they've also they've also gotten the works Firmament, which is another kind of like follow-up mm-hmm. to abduction. Oh, yeah, Firmament, yeah. Which I can't, oh, I'm just so waiting for both of those. Mist, for anyone who was born like in the new millennium or whatever, <laughs> this is an old-ass game, okay? You basically had it, it's a, Mist and then Encarta on, on CD right next to it. Oh, That's Encarta, basically Jesus. Was your, your, your CD-ROM collection. I, I, I rented that game from the videotheque in Belgium. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? Oh this was gosh, when games were on, were on DVDs, Nathy. Oh, no, CDs. So before before, you read before them DVDs. From the library. <laughs> Laser disc games. Laser yeah. disc games. Laser disc. So Wait, now they're returning what? to the island, right? We got to go back to the island. And and so there's this island, this this iconic <laughs> island of mist. What the hell is this about? And it is a, it is a puzzle to it's the dark souls of puzzle games basically okay. missed is the silent <laughs> so you 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 have like no handshake in this game it's you're just you walk in and it's like puzzles and you have to figure them out it's like you were just dropped on the island it's amazing starkly beautiful island tinged with mystery and shrouded in, in intrigue um new art new sound interactions and all that optional puzzle randomization uh this is a very highly anticipated release for anyone wait, wait, who wait. missed the original <laughs> mist we did the amazing okay so so you guys are hyped about an island full of hardcore puzzles i hated the original game and i know I, I played it for once and i, I couldn't figure I'm, i was probably too young as well so hard. I, I couldn't it's so hard it was I, so hard i couldn't figure out so anything hard. to do i returned it the next day to the library <laughs> but i love these kinds of games like i, I i'm so glad that, that a hardcore I puzzle it, game yeah. is coming and it's one of those things where you really do you feel transported it's almost like fantasy in, in, in the puzzle genre but abduction yeah, is yeah. the closest thing that i can call to it it's their other game that's that's landed a few few years mm-hmm. ago now i think it's 2017 or 2016 that game and it's long and it's beautiful and it's got vr support um but the puzzles are insane i will yeah. tell you one puzzle right there was a puzzle where you had to take, there was like an old school rotary phone. You had to know how rotary phones worked and you had to get this code from from 15 minute walk away in a hidden little compartment and then take that code and plug it in to that phone to make an elevator work. It was like, that's the level of puzzle 
that this is. It is, is it, going is, to destroy is it, you. Is it a little bit like that that level of puzzles where in Solid Snake you have to take down that one and it's like you have to do something with the controls? This, 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 like this is way worse. It's way worse. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but but if you if you do not if you are not familiar with Mist, also great to play. Or does you do you really need to have played to appreciate? I think it you more? just need to know that it's going to be a bit brutal going in. Like it's not. It's, well, it's, yeah, this I isn't like the room. Hold your hand. You well, know. no one told me. Like Zim is the first one who's telling me like it's a hard. <laughs> well, we don't know like, actually. Missed. Maybe they they adapted it now for like the younger audience or whatever. I don't know. I don't think this so. is where I, I'm actually concerned. Like I I hope that some of the brutality in the original game. I know we're talking about a puzzle game. I hope some of the puzzle brutality is still there. But I hope the immersive factor of the island, like fog and mm. hopefully the mist, right? Like it was, it was like cutting edge back well in the day. Like pressed. you know, it was one of the yeah. best looking games. They also, right? They, they, oh, released, gorgeous. Yeah. It's because it was, they mixed, it was absolutely gorgeous. they mixed actual actors with um, with game uh, design, like, right? Abduction, yeah. Abduction had those. Uh, the original mist. I don't, I don't know. So you think it was like full motion video? I, I don't know. I can't remember that. But I, is there, is... I didn't think you interacted with any characters in the original Mist. But is there any Mist in this game or not? Because uh... <laughs> this is exactly what I was saying. Because, like, why the is smoke, it Mist? The smoking contractors, right? This is the smoke grenades and contractors. Just to go back for a moment, like drops. You see little puffs of you know two D smoke, and yeah. then all of a sudden your screen yeah, is filled in gray. Like oh yeah. So I, I hope their Mist is better than contractors. I, I love Nathy's like future review of Mist. Game had no mist. Zero out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, talking talking about puzzlers, uh, before the year is over, Mike, you still need to play Sing the Land Beyond. Oh, stop, PDs. Please, please. Just, can we just can we just fire him <laughs> oh, as a... Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. So you can talk about me playing playing uh, Prison Boss, but we can't talk about Mike <laughs> hey, playing yeah, Sing the Land Beyond. Listen, listen. PD has been, uh, you know, he didn't, I didn't even build tell, my tell reputation playing I Sing, Rowdy. I just that, hear... That is one thing to point yeah, out. Yeah, that's because it's weighted. Get successful, like, like, PD wasn't even saying it in the in the chat here. He on, was on feeding stream. you. I know. I he could was. just hear it in my mind that he's saying it again. Wow, it's weird. Uh, well, there you go. I'm just worried he, that Mike's going to pivot to something Patrick Stewart, but we're going to move on <laughs> swiftly. So uh, he knows exactly what I'm talking about there. So you've already seen it. Uh, show it to you again. We talked already for at length about this game, but on the 11th of December, Medal of Honor, uh, Above and Beyond is coming. So although we talked about the multiplayer in a very rich way i gotta tell you about the uh, narrative campaign that you're gonna play so um you're gonna be in the boots of an agent of the office of strategic services the oss in a war-torn europe uh, this is a world war ii game before you get any ideas um this is a deep single-player campaign bursting with authentic detail uh, that takes you through historic events on land air and sea sabotaging nazi bases subverting enemy plans and aiding the French resistance and partaking in the biggest moments of the war. Uh, you'll need more than a good aim to succeed on your mission. Use anything in the world as cover, throw back enemy grenades like they keep they keep showing to us as like some kind of comedic relief in their trailers. Uh, swim from sinking ships. <laughs> Any ship I board in that game, I'm going to be nervous. Uh, and dive out of burning airplanes. Man, just stop taking vehicles. Just use your feet. You'll have to stay on your toes if you want to make it out alive. Uh, you're not watching history. You're experiencing it like never before. Ooh. It's like all these moments you describe is classic Medal of Honor. Escape a ship that is sinking. Yeah. You know, uh, also control a uh, a tank. 
uh, sit in this bomber that These is going to explode. Pieces, you have to yeah. jump out. And yeah, uh, that's great. Do you need to speak uh, French and German for this too? Is there any uh, voice uh, <laughs> any requirements? <laughs> you have to speak actually papier, at least six bitte? languages. Yeah. Six languages are a minimum. My Leben? No, that's... Uh, what is that? Wolfenstein. I got to stop talking German that I don't know. You can't be having me saying anything. Well, anyway. you have been, you have been like playing uh, Frostpoint in German uh, all week, so uh, I mean uh, you should know German very well, my friend. Oh, well, for for those who don't know, Frostpoint released as we mentioned last last time, and um, it it had a launch day bug where the menus were presented in German, and if you tried to switch them to English, uh, they would then be a mixture of German and Japanese, makes it even more. Sehr good. Sehr good. Very good. Um, yeah. Two mentions for you before we wrap up for the old releases. Um, Solaris is back. Thank God. I'm so happy because um, I have been uh, smitten with Solaris since early on. Really fast-paced combat. And I'm talking like five-minute matches. So it really gets under your skin. Um, from the creators of Firewall, Zero Hour, one of the literally my favorite FPS um, until 2020, um, is, is Solaris Offworld Combat. So this is very much a... Uh, kind of a, a very fast-paced, uh, team-based uh, 4v4 game. It's free-for-all. Um, really cool set of kind of weapons and really fast-paced. Um, but what they've added is squads, finally, feckin' finally. Um, and, and on their roadmap, if you want to think about it that way, they first launched for uh, Quest and, and for PC. Um, uh, so you could play this, for instance, on Rift or Quest, and it runs great on both platforms. Um, but what they had at the, at the beginning, because they were coming from, obviously, this pedigree of PlayStation, uh, they were building with, like, the PlayStation aim controller in mind because they were going to inevitably release yeah. this game yeah. on PlayStation. And all the Rift users and Quest users were like, why the hell is my hand stuck to my gun? This doesn't make any sense. I yeah, don't have free motion. So now they've freed your hand. Sony owns the studio, right? Uh, I don't know that. I, think so. I don't know that that's true. No. I don't think so. I think they're are they... Okay. If, if Sony owned the studio, would they be putting out content for Quest? I that's doubt it. True. So, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's a good one. We're each yeah. teaching each other things here today. <laughs> wow. So, oh. Testing each other. <laughs> yeah, that's it. This is hey, like But that makes example. sense, though. <laughs> it does. So the freehand thing is cool now. It has no effect. So you can freehand with one gun. doesn't affect your aim ability. You can now optionally clasp uh, back onto the gun, and it kind of has a bit of a stick to it, and then you pull it out far enough, and it'll snap away again or whatever but the freehand is nice i have to say yeah. that it yeah, unlike feeling really, like i do uh, in the persistence i don't feel like held to a point uh, i feel like those are actually my hands now the other mm -hmm. thing that's neat and very much in the in the shadow of population one now obviously solaris launched um i think it was a bit of a challenging launch because they didn't have squads uh pop one lands stole all the air out of their sails now they have they actually have a skin that you can win uh, by putting enough experience in. Um, from my take, it probably would have taken me three hours of play to unlock this cool, like, purple body skin. Yeah. And you get that just by playing the game. It's not a paid feature. No? So um, no snowflakes. Well, that's a no, plus. No snowflakes, strange. They should really <laughs> patch those in next. To just make, oh, God. You know, God. <laughs> can you imagine? Um, so that's, that's two of the things. The squad... I have to say, the squad uh, edition feels a bit shoehorned in. And I'll explain why. Say I'm in Quest, and I say, oh, I want to go to the Squads tab. When you go to the Squads tab, it, like, alt-tabs you. I've never seen this done in a Quest title, by the way. It kind of alt-tabs you to the Oculus menu, where you can I can select to invite 
Nathy or Mike or Rowdy. And then you have to click a button to go back to the game. So like the main application, you've kind of stepped back from it to like the shell where you can invite people and then you go back and it'll add you to the squad. It all looks nice in the game menu, but I found that detail bizarre. Uh, because no real like no, like it's it's not really like it's not really the standard let's say it like that because I, I don't think any no. other titles that really do that I've uh, not seen so it. it's so not I, a normal so procedure it could work but it's not a normal procedure it feels like what it probably is is that they've rushed to put this together to make sure it functions they to use get the, the functional thing system. out like yeah, they use get the existing it system. out right yeah. and so they've hooked into obviously Oculus's friending yeah. system yeah. and you're able to invite. And as far as I could tell, that was working. The thing that I will say in contrast to Contractors, uh, which had full lobbies, and as I said earlier, 20-odd plays, for European, this is from a European perspective, because I am aware that it is more full at other times, it took me 25 minutes around about noon in the UK to get eight people together to kick a match off. Now, I had loads of fun, but everyone else was saying the same thing. They're like, it took me 15, 20 minutes just to get in to a match. So you're saying and that, that hurts. So you're saying wow. that there are not enough Europeans playing together. So right you now. have to play it very late in the evening if you're in Europe to be able to play with the Americans and then maybe find a match. And that if you want to, if you want an instant match, right? If you don't want to be waiting. So the, I don't want to wait just 25 right minutes. Sim, come but, on. Like that's that's like then the But this is already. just now, right? They just landed this patch. <laughs> know. It hasn't really echoed off the walls. A lot of people don't know that this feature has come. So uh, some of some of the people um, in my audience were saying it would be good if they did some events, you know, like got the air into the sails a bit. And I really think that that's important. Yeah. I think they need to push this, push this again. I'm going to support it because I think Solaris is a fantastic game. If you're a Quaker, a UT person, yeah. this is the game for you. It, it is like right into the veins, adrenaline shot. And I think that there is a new map as well. I didn't get to play that. There's a new map. Uh, slight change on, on one of the original existing maps, so it's not like brand new, I don't think. Um, but it's an update to Solaris. Yeah, so. and I think I totally Welcome. agree with you. You know, like it, it stands on its own as like a really solid mm -hmm. um, online first-person shooter. I really do think that not releasing squads and maybe delaying the game and releasing it as a full package has hurt their momentum. Um, and hopefully, like you said, with some marketing, some events, um, yeah. some community stuff, you know, they can bring that back. Um, yeah, they, yeah. they have to. Yeah. But, they have to. Oh, so yeah. this is what I was saying about their pipeline. So think about it this way. And someone said it to me as well. They're like, oh, well, they clearly, like, why did they launch without, uh, you know, without this feature? Yeah. Think about it in the two paths, right? Like, with the hindsight of 2020, I think they made the right choice. Think about it this way. Population 1 lands, and then Solaris comes out. How many people bought Solaris versus Solaris comes out without the squatting feature, goes kind of under submarines for a little bit because pop one is shielding it and then later they do an update i actually think that given the playstation release is still ahead of them sometime next year uh i think they did the right release order although it's painful for those of us who really wanted to play with friends yeah. um, they would not have sold as many copies yeah. so right? you, you think they they already knew that population one was going to be a big hype and that they were kind of I don't know. I my because my that's thing the is thing, that like no one like that. That's the thing. A lot of people didn't predict population want to be that popular because it yeah. was just a better Yao game coming out so late. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. I think, they, that, I think that it was like be I that said thing. originally. Yeah, I I thought the reason that they launched early was they were taking cash bag from Oculus slash Facebook, and they're saying we're going to run for two or three months and get the game perfect for our PlayStation people because that's where our bread and butter is is paid. So we're getting paid on this side. We're going to basically beta it in public domain and for money with people, see how well it does. 
and then we'll you know we'll just patch in the features and get it out on PlayStation. And I think it's the right mechanism. Well, I, think I think First Contact have done the right thing. I think thing. Mr. Just... Mr. Trinidad in chat made a really good point, and that was that Population One was in beta for months and months and months and months and months behind the scenes. That was whereas behind the scenes within that yeah. for so two it already years. Had a, it already it had a community. Yeah, it already yeah. had a community. Whereas well, it Solaris seems like Solaris like yeah. opened with a beta, pretty much. You know. Yeah, exactly. They did. And, and you also need to know, like, as Population One, then Onward came out. Now Contractors is out. So there's also, uh, they're surrounded now by all these other shooters. Um, yeah, I don't know. As you said, they need to do some strong, strong marketing to get this game up and running because yeah. it's not, it, it, I don't hear this game echo in the hallways when people talk about let's play a multiplayer mm, together. Yeah, true. Well, no. it's, it's standing on, like, it's very unique in the way it looks and how it plays. It's like Quake in VR. Mm -hmm. Something right. that the others don't offer. Um, it's fast-paced. It's quick. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And also, we should also not forget that the studio who makes this is very experienced compared to Big Box, compared to right. any of the other studios. Yeah. Because Firewall Zero Hour, they were geniuses in keeping the community playing that game all the time. So yeah, with that and experience, their DLC was should good. be able like that to... That DLC that they landed was really solid. So, yeah. if anything... Uh, first contact yeah. paved the way, uh, and obviously big box have learned from it. So, yeah. but last yeah. thing I'm going to say about this, uh, unless Friday, did event. you have something there? That's you what they to need know? to add. I agree. <laughs> Good. Um, last thing I was going to say, just a, another shout for those who, at the beginning of the show, we talked about the accident my father had broke his finger open. So I thought I'd just give a quick mention here. Racket NX, also for the holidays, if you're looking to play with somebody, um, they have a co-op update that came about two weeks ago. Um, and one of the things, just to mention, if you were trying to get in touch with the developers, um, they tried to uh, update their Twitter account, which used to be one underscore Hamza. One Hamza is the team who uh, create Racket NX um, and accidentally got it blocked. So they're currently fighting with that <laughs> to get their account unblocked. But if you saw them disappear off the web oddly and you, you were trying to tweet them or whatever, well, that's why. So hopefully they'll be back soon. Um, that was Racket NX. So I've got a couple of updates our... as well, if that's all right. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Uh, so the first update is about German Rifter. I mentioned him on last week's uh, podcast because he had been admitted to hospital. He's like a champion of the VR community. He's always bigging up the VR content creators and, uh, you know, spreading the VR love. So uh, I gave him a little shout out because he was on a ventilator and he wasn't doing particularly well. There has been an update. He's doing better now. He's off the ventilator now and recovering nicely. So we want to wish you the best of luck with your recovery. Um, so that's a little shout out to him. And the mm -hmm. second thing I wanted to uh, mention was that there is a Ready Player 2 Q&A uh, event in big screen later on uh, today. It's at 5 p.m. Pacific time, which is 1 a.m. tomorrow morning in UK time. So I think that's oh, 2 a.m. for Nathy uh, in Europe, which is going to be uh, yeah pretty wow. pretty early or pretty late. To whichever, meet Eric, you mean? Whichever way to meet Eric Klein, the oh. famous author of Ready Player One <laughs> and Ready Player Two. Of course, it's Ernest Klein. Um, yeah, he's going to be hosted by uh, Darshan, who was on the show previously, uh, to talk about the book. So if you're interested in Ready Player Two, go check that out. That's nice to like kind of be half asleep, sleeping in your bed with your headset on. You're like, oh, let's just listen to the interview yeah. while you're just trying to catch him sleep. Well, now that Rowdy's That's finished it. the book, maybe he can go out in there and, you know, fire some hard questions at him. <laughs> That's it. So Why did recap. you say no. <laughs> I was just going to recap so people can uh, remember what we had. Contractors, Prison Boss, Rowdy, the EA Star Wars Triple Bundle, Mist, and uh, of course, Medal of Honor. That was it. Medal of Honor. Very high. strange. 
I'm I know. Very I'm strange. so keen for that game. I really am. Yeah. Medal of Honor Allied Assault was like such a great game when I played it. Used to play it on land, so that's what I want to get back to but, now. But still, like for December, this is a very strange combination of titles coming out. This is like is. The, these are the bangers. I'm happy of, though. Uh, I'm happy. of 2020. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty happy. Goodbye, yeah. 2020. Goodbye. All right, then that was it for the show, I guess. Uh, we talked about. Well, Prison Boss, <laughs> we talked about <laughs> Medal of Honor, we talked about uh, the new Vario VR headsets and a bunch of more stuff. Uh, but just to quickly summarize, we go live every Saturday at 6 p.m. in the UK, 7 p.m. in Europe and 12 noon in Central US. Also, we're on Spotify, iTunes and all of the other popular podcast platforms. Be sure to leave a like. Thank you all so much for joining and I hope to see you all next week. But until then... But until then, bye bye for now. <laughs>